Can you do a Nicolas Cage impression? <laughs> what? Uh, no. Say something about the bees. Not the bees. Oh, no, not the bees. Not Please, God, not the bees. That was... That was the most low energy Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh no, not the bees. Please, please no, not, not the bees. Oh, uh, please. Uh, the numbers, they're it's not eleven. Was oh, that knowing? Yeah. <laughs> it means not eleven. Welcome to Shallow Cinema. Welcome back one more time. I mean, you make it sound like it's the last time. Like this isn't the last time. This is a year. because uh, yeah. our first our first real thing was, was Halloween, yeah? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, so, we we did uh what, Barbarian and I think it was just no, it wasn't just. Oh, no. Uh, our first episode was talking about our favorite horror movies. Right. All right, right. And Barbarian is a couple of days later. Well, we have no such topic for today's episode, but it has been one year. And so, I mean. I'm older. You're not. <laughs> I guess we are. Uh, our second season will be coming up soon then because of that. Will there be changes? Will there be songs and music and title drops? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I mean, there can be if you go to. We don't have a Patreon. If you just give us money. <laughs> they just send it directly to uh, Spotify. Just pay monthly for Spotify, and that's good enough for us, right? Does that work for us? Do we are we like partners? Do we get partner benefits? No, but if we're really nice, maybe they will. <laughs> I don't think that's how business works. Oh, uh, so you know, this this has been a weird year with the writer strike. Not a lot's oh. been happening. I was gonna say, has it in comparison to the rest of the twenty twenties? For media, I would say yeah. Uh, yes, it has. Um, so this episode. <laughs> What the fuck was that? Is that my microphone or my speakers? I'm just gonna turn those off. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yep. It, it was my speakers plugged up into that. <laughs> Sorry, it sounded like someone was banging on the wall. So uh, for this episode, we're not we're not delving into the Halloween season just yet. But don't worry, we will. Uh, in fact, we already have the title. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna. Is that the theme song? Yes, it is. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna do Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, the movie maybe. Five Nights at Freddy's. Maybe we'll do something with the game, something extra. I don't know. I don't know. Depends. I don't run the show, but <laughs> that'll be fun. I know very little about Five Nights at Freddy's. And I think Nemo knows. I'm not going to say you're an uber fan because I don't think you are, but I think you know you know your shit. I, I'm enough to be dangerous with it. So, and I haven't seen I haven't seen a single trailer for it. Really? So, no, and uh, I don't want to. Not because I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be good, but at this point, it's like, like I know we're going to have to see it. It'll be fun to talk about. I know it's PG-13, which is kind of a bummer, but... I mean, you the can, amount of kids are going to watch it anyway. Come on. We'll talk about it on that episode. Absolutely. This episode, we're going to be talking about Nicolas Cage, baby. Sympathy for the Devil, uh, which was not what I thought it was going to be. Me either. And I'm surprised I never played the song Sympathy for the Devil. In I the sure movie. didn't. That's really strange to me. Level of restraint, but we'll talk about that in a minute. There's like four covers you could take for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of like I think the Devil's Advocate. Um, I don't now nah, I'm going to show, I don't know the name of the song, <laughs> but the song where the Rolling Stones are singing about the devil. It's, like, it's sympathy for the devil. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Yep. You can edit that out. <laughs> but in devil's advocate, you would think that they would play that at the end, like for the ending credits song, yep. but they don't, they, they play a different Rolling Stone song. They play paint it black, which is the first time I ever heard paint it black. So that was special. And I do like that trashy movie, but as I got older, I was like, it's a missed opportunity. Why? What? What? Why? Is it, is it money? Is this song cheaper? I can't imagine that it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I assume it has to be like the music supervisor. Somebody's like, I really like Pain in Black. So, <laughs> which I get. I, I like Pain in Black more than Sympathy for the Devil as well. So does Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But in a movie about the devil, probably would put that one in there. Yeah, I would. But have. two movies that didn't do it. If this movie's even about the devil. 
stay tuned, Mr. B style. That'll be at the end of the episode. We'll let you know. <laughs> uh, you know, as far as, you know, our news segment goes, it's like two seconds long this time. I did have a full half page of news. I don't know, is that a thing? A full half page? Sure. <laughs> uh, but somebody didn't bring their notes. So none of that news. But I can make some of it up. <laughs> so some stuff I did want to talk about, since you probably have actual news. Uh, Blue Beetle came out since we've last met. Neither of us have seen it, I don't think. No. It's fine. It'll be on HBO Max. It might be there now. Uh, but neither one of us have HBO Max anymore either. Because <laughs> fuck Warner Brothers. Yeah, true. It's also not even called HBO Max. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's just called Max. Uh, anyway, Blue Beetle is the is the lowest grossing DC movie uh, this is the part I got to make up. I want to say that it made $125 million on a $145 million budget. Yeah. It, I know whatever it made, it was pretty low. Even like... Um, it made over Birds its budget. Of, Birds of Prey still did better. The, uh, well, I'm getting as The Flash did better. Oh, it, you know, yeah. Birds of Prey, I, mean, I don't remember what its numbers are, but that was still... That was, that's a whole different era at this point. <laughs> it's true. Um, look, I haven't seen it. I'm not really interested in it. And also now that it's come out, well, they haven't outright said it. They've pretty much made it clear, like, this doesn't count for the new universe either, <laughs> which I don't, I never thought that it would. Yeah. Um, but I feel, I do feel a bummer for it because there's some of the reviews I did see of it were in the range of like, it's fine. Like, it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. It's, it doesn't reinvent anything, but it's like, Hey, you know what? It's fine. And keep in mind that this was, it was made to be a streaming movie yeah which you you know you take at a different level now again in our one of our actually i think it was in our first episode as well when you talked about prey yeah yeah prey. which was also made to be a streaming movie but we were both like well this should have gone to theaters a small tangent um <laughs> after this about prey i have something with that too but <laughs> so but I, I feel bad for blue beetle because it does seem like it's not bad um and probably was what it was meant to be. And I bet if, you know, it was just on HBO Max and you and we still had it and yeah. we watched it. Yeah, it would probably also be like, oh, it's whatever. But it'd be like, ah, it's also whatever. I didn't, you know, it's right here. It's fine. Look, this was fine. Uh, and most of my bad feelings for it are also like, the Flash did better. Than, yeah, that's, that feels bad. That's not fair because even without seeing you yet, Blue Beetle, I'm positive that you are better than the flash yeah i can almost guarantee it so hopefully hopefully that that actor i don't know gets to keep being blue beetle if he wants to be i don't know well i guess we'll find out but maybe we won't who knows uh let's do your prey tangent real quick this is just a 20th century tangent um it's actually it's so annoying okay prey didn't go to theaters but a movie that both of us wanted to see called the creator did is that 20th century? It was, yes. And it was pulled from theaters only two weeks after its release. Here, where we are. I mean, I'm sure it's obviously still playing. I can't imagine the studio has pulled it. I looked I didn't, at some other stuff in AMC, and I have a reason why they did it. But I didn't look up AMC. Its, its numbers, but I know it didn't do great, even though also apparently it didn't cost very much to make. No, it didn't. Um, to where I think Gareth Edwards, the director, has even said, like, I'm not going to go back to, I don't, I think he might have said franchise filmmaking, but. That makes sense to me. Uh, but it also felt more of just like, and I, I'm more intrigued to watch the movie now of just knowing it's like, oh, this cost under $100 million to make. And every review has been like, this looks really good. Yep. Even from our critique of the trailer, which it's not like the movie itself looked bad. It just looked like, this looks like Terminator. Like the story you're describing to me is Terminator. But whatever, maybe it's good, you know. From the people, I haven't seen a single better view of this. From people that I know, said that this is the exact type of movie that should be in theaters, and it's the reason why people should go to the theater, which makes it even more disappointing that we 
could not see it. <laughs> and because uh, that was what this this episode was going to be review of the creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but upon trying to get our tickets to go see it, discovered that an ad actually looked up in the morning and already picked up my showtime. And then you told me it's like it's not there anymore. Yeah, they've, they've just canceled it. And yeah, which I've never fun. I've never seen before. They're like, no, I know you saw it there earlier, but now nah, we're just we're just not going to show it. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, th- that's only happened to me once and it was with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 but it was almost a month and a half after the movie had released that's, that's also weird it was very strange and, yeah. and also like um, the local theater is also playing some other movies like um, Pearl and X <laughs> so it's like did you cancel the creator so you could play those movies that you can watch right now and that's also a weird choice you think they would do those whenever Maxine's coming out which I don't know when I, I it think is. it's just because Halloween Halloween yeah yeah, I guess. So very, very strange, um, kind of really annoying because with our schedules, sometimes it's kind of hard to make the time to go. And as of late, there hasn't been a lot of new stuff coming out exactly. to the theater that look, I mean, we will and I'm willing to like see stuff that I don't want to for this show and like that it will happen. It might have already happened. <laughs> um, but also, I'm not going to just like go to something that clearly is like not meant for me or just like. Yeah, like um, now again, if you guys send us money, I'll go watch whatever garbage you want. And I'll talk all day about it. But but there's a there's a big reason of why a bunch of these recent movies got canceled. And it's because of the biggest movie of this year, apparently. It absolutely blew up the box office this weekend. And it's going to blow up the weekend. Opening. No, no, sadly. Taylor Swift's Eras oh, Tour. I did see that when I was doing research for my notes that definitely exist and just aren't with me. But I already knew from its, uh, I'd heard reports of its pre-sales were pretty high. It sold out every theater in our town. And actually, you know what? drive-in theaters. That's probably what they pulled the creator for is like, we'll just put Taylor Swift in there. And more, more screens. Uh, uh, it's absolutely exploded. It's interesting. That is interesting too, because, and we'll kind of get back to some of the other news, but I will tie off this Prey tangent. In case you don't know, Prey did come out on physical media. Yeah. Out of the fucking blue a week ago. Uh, yep. So DVD or Blu-ray, if you like Prey, like you can go get it now. Uh, it's even on Amazon. It wasn't there at first. No, it wasn't. I, I had to buy it. I had to buy it from Walmart, but I bought it on the day so that they know, please do this. You went into a Walmart? It's the only place that had, like, I had it at the time. In this day of age, you went into a Walmart? So I, I found it at Meyer while I was just walking through. I was like, I wonder if they still have DVDs at Meyer's. Like, they do. Not very many. And there's no one back there, but like they do. And Prey was sitting out on DVD. It stopped me dead in my tracks. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was only the dvd and i even it was 20 i think it was 20 or 25 bucks i even contemplated was like fuck i mean i guess i'll just get the dvd then like i don't yeah, i yeah. don't know so then i'm like looking on like i go to amazon of course first it's not there at all uh it still didn't end up on amazon for a couple days after its release date long story short i ended up going to walmart because it said that they had it and they had it cheaper on blu-ray that makes sense Myers couldn't find it and the guy's like well yeah it says it comes out on october 4th and i just i I hadn't noticed that. So because why would I? Because like, well, Meyer had it out. Yeah, Meyer just threw it out because yeah. <laughs> so it's a DVD. Who gives a shit? But with this Taylor Swift thing too, like I know Swifties are huge. She seems like a pretty cool person as far as she's paying her people and all this other stuff. And it's cool if you like her music that this is happening. But this should also be another indicator to some Hollywood executives of like, I mean, I guess she was able to promote this, and I wouldn't know because like I wouldn't watch anything that would promote her well since she's not an actor she can yeah, promote it yeah they clearly have felt the damage of the strikes of because this is and maybe reality tv at its finest <laughs> i don't know that the creator would have done bigger much better it would have done bigger and better numbers i'm not saying it would have done 
hugely different. But if they were able to do any kind of press for it, I think it would help. Because also, I don't feel like they advertise this movie very much. No. Either at a certain point. And they really didn't. And maybe the studios too were hedging their bets of like, well, fuck this. Like, stop putting money into advertising these movies. Because like the biggest thing is to get the stars to go talk about it. Yep. And if we're not getting that, why dump $30 million into TV spots? Just let's not and see if we make the money at the theater. So, so that being said, the other two things that did numbers on the box office this weekend was at number two was the Pope or not the Pope, um, the exorcist, the Pope. I was going to say the Pope's exorcist, uh, but just the exorcist. It, it, that's doing very poorly. It is, but it was still but doing number two. Here's the fun thing with the exorcist. I, I didn't know this originally. It's planned to be a trilogy. Yes, it is. And they're going to go ahead and push forward with that because yeah, uh, they are what studio got this now. I, is it universe? I, I think it's universal. Yeah, it might be. They paid $500 million. They paid a large amount of money to get The uh. Exorcist. <laughs> so this is hat like this they're going to do stuff with The Exorcist no matter what. This is happening. And that's odd to me, too. Of like, I mean, The Exorcist is a big name and like it's probably one of the best movies ever made. But yep. nobody also ever talks about any of the sequels. It's not a franchise. <laughs> when that trailer released, and I know, the original director of the first one died instantly. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, and here's the thing, like David Gordon Green, who did it, he's the guy who did the recent Halloween movies. I like the first one and I'm not a big, I wasn't a big Michael Myers fan. It made me a Michael Myers fan. Yeah. And I was pumped for these next two. I was like, oh yeah, this is dope. And the second one came, I was like, oh yeah, well, that wasn't, I mean, this wasn't terrible, but like, that wasn't like great. But like, I guess, okay, this is like the middle movie. Like you're evil just, dies tonight. You're just kind of killing time and shoving a lot of it with the repeated line of evil dies tonight. Cause I think you accidentally <laughs> alt save replaced shit. Yep. And then the last one was like, this isn't even a fucking Michael Myers story. And like, if I, I'm not going to get into it, but regardless, like <laughs> now it's just that one remake. And, and I, I think the one that he did is good. I don't know why him and Danny McBride, because he's a writer on The Exorcist 2, is like, why do you feel, did the studio come to you all? And it's like, look, this is what we're going to do. And you just did Halloween for us. So like, do this. Also, on a fun Halloween note, tangent, their rights just transferred as well. Yes, they did. Uh, I believe to... A24. Yep, which is weird and also like, oh. Okay. And they've already said like, weird. get ready for it. We're Bet doing ass. <laughs> we're doing stuff. And they're like, it's going to be Michael Myers too. Like, it's not doing anything else. And I'm, I'm here for it, I guess, to a degree. I think it was a recent interview too. Even Rob Zombie was like, I kind of didn't like making my Halloween. <laughs> uh, I know he's, I know he's had, he had issues with the studio, but like the first one for sure was, I guess, what he wanted to make. The second one, I would argue, he's like, is this really a Halloween movie? Yeah. The first and one, also, like, okay. You know what? I bought that day one that it came out on dvd because i i loved devil's rejects yeah yeah and i pretty liked house of a thousand corpses i knew what house of a thousand corpses was when i went into it yeah and i was younger and was like yeah this is what i wanted uh i watched halloween right when i bought it and i immediately took it to a shop and then sold it That's like, funny. i didn't i i didn't like this like it wasn't scary it wasn't fun and it i don't know he had a charm as a director even in House of a Thousand Corpses, like there's a charm of like, well, this is clear. This is the shit that he likes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Devil's Rejects did revel in like dirty, <laughs> just dirty, nasty just people. Gr yeah, gross. But Halloween really fucking like. It went all in. Just like, oh, we're going to all of, we're just going to do all of the dirtiest, grossest things. When I say gross, it's not even gory gross, just like gross human beings. Just disgusting. And then we're going to make them worse in the <laughs> sequel. Uh, oh, we're talking about Taylor Swift. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the grossest human beings on the planet is, I believe, what. But anyway, so were. yeah, a twenty four now yeah. has Halloween. But but with the, like you're talking about with the Exorcist and the box office, like it's still mind numbing that the creator was number five 
And that was number two. And I saw when I was looking today, I think what Exorcist made like nine million dollars this past weekend. And, uh, and Paw Taylor Patrol Swift made ninety it, it was almost a hundred. It was insane. And then Paw Patrol was in the middle, which is like it's a, that's a toddler's X. movie. Fine. Saw in Paw Patrol someone someone somewhere was trying to get a fucking Barbenheimer yeah, started. They're like, trying to it's, it's Saw Patrol. It's like this is just two movies coming out at the same time. Like it doesn't literally everyone's just I don't, like, shut the fuck up. I don't know if like a person on Reddit did it. Or if a fucking executive was like, yeah, it kind of seems to do this. It's like, the, it's the same they, as like doom and animal <laughs> crossing was like, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. And like, or what was the other one? Um, they really tried to the studio. That's how they got pranked was with Morbius is they thought the gentle minions thing was going to cross over into the Morbius. Oh, is that what those dudes in suits were doing? Those gent- gentle men. Okay. Yeah. It was just like men in business it. suits, like clapping like an Avengers movie at the rise of Gru. Yeah, and that's all that was. And the the, Mo- the Morbius people were like, hey, let's we can get some of that. And then they got pranked into failing twice. Would you watch Morbius again or The Flash? I would, yeah, absolutely watch Morbius rather than The Flash again. At least, at least you, we can have fun making fun of Jared Leto. Interesting, interesting. Um, <laughs> in other comic booky box office yeah. news, the Marvels coming up. Oh shit, they are. Um, I'm really surprised they haven't pushed this just on, on on the grounds of so we can promote it. Um, They're probably already convinced it wasn't going to do well to begin with. I don't know. Or or they're locked in with certain things. Who knows? Ooh, this one actually might be. But because to, to be honest, like, look, the trailer, it looks, it looks like a fun movie. Like, I don't, I didn't watch Ms. Marvel. I don't really care about Captain Marvel or Photon, whoever from Wandavision. Oh yeah. But like the trailer itself, like overall, it looked fun. Then again, trailers this year have been grossly misleading about things. Yes. But uh, it has been reported this is a two hundred and seventy-five million dollar movie. Okay. Which I don't think it makes it the most expensive. I mean, because Endgame. No, because it must have been about three hundred million. Thor: Love and Thunder was close. Um, but this is the Marvel's shortest movie. At an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. That means one of two things. It either means, hey, maybe this is a fucking tight lean. Let's go get him, have a good time at the movies. Yeah. Or it's a, oh, we fucked this up real bad. So, like, we just, we made it as short as possible so just we can get, get you guys in and out. Yeah, yeah. And get that fucking money. But this is from Nia DaCosta, who, if you don't know that name, uh, she wrote and directed the most recent Candyman. I guess you called a reboot. Um, but she has also come out and said, like, I have no idea what's going on with the movie. That's, not in a way of, like, really she's not throwing any, like, shade on anybody. But this is normally something that you wouldn't hear for, like, months or a year after a Marvel production. Where she's just admitting, like, yeah, look, I mean, I directed it, but, like, it's not my movie. <laughs> it's Kevin Feige's movie. It's Disney's movie. But the real news of being the shortest movie, close to one of the most expensive ones they've done, is it's tracking according to boxofficesomething.com. Don't know, don't have notes. Uh, it's tracking for an opening weekend of 75 to 85 million. So not even a $100 million open. And what it is, is this one? it is 46% behind The Eternals. Oh, no. 69% behind Guardians Volume 3, which is fair. But 72% behind Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. That, that's not good. Now, that has no indication of the quality of the movie. It's just a sense of, one, people pre-ordering tickets, which I generally don't get for movies at this, at this point. Even in-game, yeah, I wasn't yeah. like, oh, two weeks ahead of time? Let me lock those tickets in. And that's probably going to be the last time for a while where we have a movie where it's like, oh, you better fucking, it's going to be crowded. It's going to be sell out. Maybe Oppenheimer is the last one. That that you got pre-order tickets for? Yeah. Well, you also, you're part of that cool Stubbs Club thing. But You, I, didn't, ju- you didn't do it because you're like, oh, 
for sure seats are gonna like we're not gonna get seats to this uh, yeah with uh, you know oppenheimer and barbie both uh i had to confirm that i was still going because they wanted to sell my tickets to someone else if i was going to cancel that part makes sense yep i mean that was it's probably the biggest weekend for movies this year uh that, so that yeah that was the last thing so uh, granted if this movie is kind of fun or good word of mouth you know, maybe it'll only have legs i don't know and I, I don't i mean i don't know that i have faith that like it can be yeah i don't know if Disney slash Marvel uh, one is learning li- the right lessons or at this point can incorporate that to anything. Loki season two just launched. I've heard that it's good. It's two episodes, I believe at this time. I'll, uh, that's something I'll watch, but I'll, I'll wait until it's done. But also, well, you know what? That's fun to bring up Marvel TV. Cause I have some Marvel TV news for you too. Let's hear it. So, you know, daredevil is going to show you all know that we've talked about that daredevil, uh, rebirth or reborn or whatever. Yeah, unbirth. Fun fact, you know why it's called that, not just Daredevil? Because why is it's that? technically a continuation of the Netflix series a little bit. Some stuff will be there, some stuff won't. Okay. This is a it actually comes down to money and contract thing because the title being changed, it's technically a different show. So oh. anyone whose contract was once we enter a fourth season, you get this. Well, it's not happening now. Any like royalties that would have to go back to creatives, that doesn't have to happen now either because this is a different show. So that's one reason why it's actually been retitled and changed that way. That's uh, really scummy. And actually, if you want proof of that, remember, this is Disney. I was too old for this shit. I didn't have Disney Channel, but maybe you did. Think about Disney Channel shows. Did you like The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't that at one point change its title? Uh, it had a new show that was called The Sweet I, Life on Deck. It wasn't really a new show. It was the same show. They just they changed that so that, again, contracts reset. Yep. This is a thing that Disney does. Also, though, half, almost half of the Daredevil episodes have been shot, apparently, before the strike started. Because of the strike, it allowed Feige and all the executives to overlook the footage and realize, oh, this isn't working. Nice. So all the writers and directors have been released from their contracts, uh, and they're now looking for new writers and directors. And it's also come out that Marvel never did pilots for any of their shows, which, that I mean, I get that. Yeah. But they also do not have showrunners. And if you don't know a showrunner, oh. typically it's the first name you see as an executive producer. Yeah. Is the showrunner. And that is usually one, your head writer. It's also the person in charge of the show who's kind of masterminding running everything. They didn't have showrunners. They, it was just left up to studio executives. <laughs> and they also made it up on the fly. I'm sure there was some loose idea of what the stories were, but like it was being made up on the fly. They've now said, no, it has nothing to do with the fact that the writer strike is over and a bunch of writers just got a whole bunch of new benefits. But oh, we're going to go to showrunners. We're going to get showrunners for our shows. And also we're going to you know, really take time to map things out. You know, shit that you would think that they would have been doing from the get go. That's insane. Like, it's actually insane. And they took this for them to be like, well, wait a second. So, yeah, even, you know, if you hated She-Hulk and you had some issues with that, you know what? Here's part of the there's part of the reason why some of those issues you probably have, like, here's where we're winging it. Suddenly, Secret Invasion has a lot, makes uh, a lot more sense. Secret Invasion, I think, is the one where it is most, where this is most <laughs> uh, visible. Yeah. Because the other ones, one, I think you did have a head writer. You had somebody in charge who, like, and I think especially the first batch of shows, there was a clear vision. Yeah. A Wanda vision. Yeah. Um, but Secret Invasion does show the because this this is Marvel's method yeah. has been we'll fix anything after the fact we'll fix in post production or with reshoots maybe and <laughs> I think for a long while probably even in the movies that worked and it is now one that I think they're doing too much and it's caught up to them the audience is also again not fatigued but just like we're not going to tolerate just okay movies we want the reason that we liked you was when you broke 
you weren't just okay. You were like, oh, this is really good. This is cool. Uh, but yeah, Secret Invasion definitely showcases the, I mean, because you can even tell like, well, this is, that's a reshoot. This is a reshoot. Parts of the story that just like either don't make sense or like don't have emotional heft to them because like, that's because you're just making, not even just making it up as you go. Like you're making it up after the fact trying to make something out of what yep. was shot. And that again, showca- uh, with Secret Invasion, when that first started, I think the lead writer, and I don't remember his name, but he was a writer on Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which one is one is one of my all-time top favorite shows, but also is one of the best written shows you're ever going to see. And is a show all about paranoia and espionage. Just, a perfect a yeah. perfect get for a show that's supposed to be about that, but they they let him go. Well, halfway in production of the show. So no wonder it ends how it ends. But regardless, with all the writer strike stuff being over, hopefully things... Well, keep in mind, we'll the actor back. strike is still going. Yeah, the actor strike is still going. But and that actually uh, apparently just broke down again this week. Oh, great. Which, I mean, at this point for the actors, like, yeah, don't back down. Like, stick it out. You're, I mean, you're already winning, and the writers got what they wanted. So, well, yeah, you guys go You for will, it. too, eventually, I guess. And, I mean, Maybe. the writers being back is great, so now stuff can be written. But, like, you still need people to say the stupid fucking words. Yep. And, well, I just, I'm curious to see what's going to happen soon. Because, like we're talking about, like, most of the news we have is just things got canceled or pushed back. That's the biggest news there is. And that Warner Brothers continues to be probably the worst of all of it. They're the most willing to admit where they're saving money on things. <laughs> like the most like on the surface level, like evil, like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was put Netflix in that group, too. But yes, that, that's also fair. Warner Brothers slash really Zaslav. Again, I can't believe I long for the days when AT&T owned Warner Brothers. I'm it's, like, oh, yeah. I miss you guys. Please <laughs> Please come back, Daddy AT&T. I miss the Brothers Warner. Well, hey, they're celebrating 100 years of quality entertainment. Watch it now because we're about to delete it. Yeah, yeah. But again, they're not the only ones. Di- I mean, Disney is doing that shit too. Again, I don't give a fuck about Willow one way or the other. But apparently that Willow show, a lot of people liked it. Yeah. Now it's just gone. Like That's straight up gone. So, so depressing. Now I'm curious, and we'll wrap things up a little bit here, but I'm curious if that Willow show will get released on Blu-ray because even though... Disney had made this announcement oh, numerous yeah. times that none of the stuff they make for Disney Plus will ever be made available. Shockingly, Mandalorian Season 1 and 2 and Loki Season 1. And now I've also seen WandaVision Season 1. Yep. All getting Steelbook 4K releases, which is great. Shitty in regards of they're between 40 and 70 bucks. Oh, yeah. Because they made them the steel case, whatever. It's like, I'm not giving you, if you wanted 70 it, you're bucks fucking pay for, for eight episodes of Star Wars. Because they're not making any money. I mean, this is we've talked about this. Like It made sense to me. It's like, why would you not? Even in a limited edition, like put it out. But I feel like this, this probably had been working in the motion in the background for a while. But I feel like this strike is what has led to these coming out. Where it's Absolutely. Like, you need to fucking make money. Uh, well, shit, I guess put this stuff out there. And hopefully... Even though it's still, I think physical media is still going to be a rare thing. And it's going to be a dying whatever. I think we're going to see a little bit of a push here again. One, because of the strike. Um, and a lot of people are kind of getting fed up with streamers. Oh, in, yeah. In terms of, I know Netflix is about to raise their price again because the password crackdown thing worked for them. Uh, Disney Plus has already raised their prices. And again, in Disney is one of them like Warner Brothers, who's also removing stuff based yeah. on, I have to assume, it's because, oh, you don't want to pay the royalties. I would have to go out to the actors oh, yeah. and creatives. So, like, just take it off. Uh, I was general. also going to say, Max has, from quarter three, or from quarter two to quarter three, has lost a, a huge amount of oh, yeah. subscribers. I mean, you and I included. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. With, um, like, stuff like the creator failing, technically Disney owns that because it is 20th century. Even with not seeing it yet, I would, and it's not going to be a lesson they take. But the lesson they should take shouldn't be, oh, this failed, so, like, let's not do this again. It should be like, no, 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 no. Doing a... 
mid-budget movie and letting a director who knows what they're doing yeah. make it look like a big-budget movie, that's a good call. This one, I think the creator, if it is as good as I'm hearing it to be, I guess you'd say it's going to be a cult hit because like yeah. virtually everyone's going to see it like, oh, this is really good. It will be. It bombed at the theater, but like, we all love it. Uh, I've seen people compare it to like District 9 in a way. I mean, and it should be like this is what you guys should focus more on, honestly. Yeah. It's like, because we, you know what we are fatigued on? We are fatigued on $300 million budget movies that, look like that all look the same, mostly kind of look like shit. Although, again, there's some, you know, some CGI stuff where it's like, oh, I had no idea that was CGI. Yeah. I don't know why it's CGI, but like it is. So it was like, well, clearly it was good work. And again, also tangent, uh, VFX artists are unionizing. Good. Good for them. Very good. Because you for should. Them. And, but with that, though, it means that Disney really has not had a single success for a while. They've not had a big, successful movie. Like, I mean, Avatar. That, that is probably the only one. But I would even say it only half counts because it was probably half finished before they even got it. I'm sure, I mean, that was probably part of, that's probably a big chunk of them wanting Fox was also like, yes. Yeah, we want that movie. Yeah. I mean, or that series, that franchise. But it's just really interesting that every animated movie they've come out with, though, has completely bombed. And the new one that's coming out, if you didn't know there was a new animated movie for Disney, I don't even know the name of what it's called. Oh, I think Wish? it's Wish. Yeah. Yeah, we saw we saw a trailer for it. Oh, did we? I don't remember it. I think it's I remember. It's a forgettable trailer. Is that it's forgettable. <laughs> Apparently, it's already looking like it's going to be a failure before it even hits theaters. Uh, that's hard to. I mean, it's hard to gauge like kids and family. Like that's going to get uh, the thing with the kids and the family movie with Wish is going to be the fact that at this point, why would a family, even if it's a mom and a dad and one kid, yeah, going out to the theater, even on my name pricing, you're still easily talking 30 bucks if you're lucky. Maybe more. Why do that when you or wait three months and we already pay for D- Disney Plus because we have a kid and it will be there. Yeah. So we'll just watch it there. And I mean, I think it's part of the reason why they brought Bob Iger back in with Disney twos to a certain degrees. Even I, who don't care about those movies, some of them was like, I, I couldn't tell you if one was a Disney plus movie or was yeah. a theatrical movie because they look the same. Uh, I think this may still have been a COVID situation, but like, I know you, you liked the movie turning red. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I hadn't really even heard of. Uh, I mean, maybe I'd seen like screenshot or whatever. It was like, I don't know if that was a Disney plus movie. Or a movie that they made no. to go to theaters. It was Disney Plus Pixar movie. Or again, the COVID times, like, was that made to go to theaters mm-hmm. and you just put it on Disney Plus because you had to? Because like, yeah. that's what happened to Soul. Soul was meant to go to theaters. Yes, it was. It was just, well, theaters aren't open, so here we go. But at this point, like, it's interchangeable. And, and this is why, not just Disney, this is why all audiences aren't really accepting or going to okay movies. Because like, if you're just going to make okay movies, I'll wait to watch them on my okay tv in my okay home yeah instead of going to the theater spending more money and being surrounded by gross strangers i don't know with a place that's kind of dirty generally speaking yes yeah that's a a very good point and i guess all we can do is see it's just funny that like four or five episodes ago we're like our movie's good again we got slapped real hard with that one huh i think it'd be fun to do an episode kind of going through the years and looking at the movies that came out (laughs) just just doing like a decade yeah because i'm sure there's ebbs and flows but i do feel like we're in we very much are in a transitional period here of streaming is vastly changing the landscape of storytelling and entertainment. That's what these strikes have been about. Yes, they have. And coming up in this fourth year here of we had a pandemic that impacted beyond the theaters, even once theaters are open, it's like, well, it impacts production. Production costs more now because you got to do all these other things. Then we have these strikes. So there's a bunch of these different things that have been really impacting and affecting this. And at a certain point, too, is, and I feel like let's do is are just like just churn them out. Just whatever. Who get, like yep. don't we don't need to put effort into any of this. Like just get it out there. Yep. Um, and we're gonna talk about that with some of the trailers we're gonna look at today. Well then, 
You want to go ahead and get on down to the trailer park? Yeah. Maybe in season two, we'll have like a sound of like white trash pulling up into a gravel dirt road. I could probably find something like that. Cracking open a PBR. We could probably go and record that ourselves. <laughs> All <laughs> right. brought my PBR. So speaking of creators who talk against their own creations, Aquaman, which, what is it called? The Rise of the Empire? Lost Kingdom. Oh, okay. Well, James Wan directed it. I have news about that, too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Maybe I don't need my notes. Maybe I got this shit. I know. All I know is that um, they did the stupid thing where they put out a teaser for a trailer, and even James Wan was like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen." In my I think life. that's just the world we live in now. But like, it was like a week before. It's like, hey, seven days until the trailer comes out, and everyone's like, oh, oh, "Why do we care?" I almost I respect that one more than the teaser literally before the trailer. Oh yeah, like the three second. So like, the trailer starts now. It's like yeah. just do it. Just play the trailer. It's two minutes. It's so I don't lame. need a lead up to the two minutes. It's so lame. Um, been in Aquaman news, and we'll talk about the trailer. Uh, been reports of uh, people walking out of the free test screenings. Now, granted, that could mean anything. Look, I had to pee. It's a very wet. Uh, but also, it's not generally a good sign. And and also, like at this point, there's no part of me that thinks that this movie can be good. You don't think um, they're going to be drowning in money when it comes out? No, I, I for twofold. One, they they screwed themselves as a studio when, for whatever reason, they made it so clear that Shazam did not matter for the universe, which really shouldn't matter for an individual movie. But like, it's kind of what sells comic book movies now. Is like, yeah, you're building a universe. Yep. And from that, I think even your basic audience put together is like, well, if that one doesn't count, I'm assuming this Blue Beetle and this Aquaman thing doesn't count. So you think it's going to sink? And you know, the week leading up to Blue Beetle. James Gunn's like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is the first, you know, as soon as Blue Beetle was out, I was like, Blue Beetle's not part of the new DC universe, though. You know, it's not, it's not the first thing. I'm sorry about the Batman as a fascist joke, guys. Trust me. Apparently that really sells in theaters. Um, and, and Aquaman, I think, is, one, I think it's been, it's been a long time since the first one. Yeah. And also he was like the after credits for The Flash, too. If you knew. Not that many people saw it. No. Um. And also, we know like this movie has also gone through a ton of reshooting and recutting to where Ben Affleck has definitely been there. Yeah, but I guarantee you, he's not in the movie. Michael Keaton was there. I guarantee, and we know he's not in the movie because yeah. they've stated like, no, it's all been cut out. Ben Affleck might be in it because a lot of the trailers like credit him. I, I, I mean, we know he was there and he shot stuff. I don't think he's going to be in the movie. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Maybe I, George Clooney will show up. He probably, to be honest, he probably was there too. I wouldn't doubt that. Um, this was a movie that I'm pretty sure is supposed to come out two years ago. Maybe I know further back. I know it was supposed to come out last Christmas. Yeah. And got pushed. At this point, it's almost like, why are you, why even put it out? To yeah. be honest, like, is it a sunk cost thing of like, you put all this money into it. So like, it's got to come out. If that's the case. Again, I fall back to why can't we fucking see Batgirl? And also, as I, I'm sure I pointed out in our flash review, it can't be worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so it's got to be a money thing. Yeah. But you put money in to make it, but you're going to put all this other shit out. But I mean, partially now it's just because you're telling me I can't see it, that I want to see it even more. But again, as a business, you should lean into that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, might make me resubscribe for a month to max. Just be like, all right, let me watch this. Under a and different the, name with a free credit card. And the sad fucked up part is I bet Batgirl's probably a better movie. Probably. Than these other two. And at this point, it's probably why they're like, no, don't let them see it because then we look like idiots, just like they do with Justice League. Where it's oh, like, yeah. don't let them see Zack's version. And then at ts like, no, we're gonna. Yeah, so granted, I don't know. Batgirl could also be whatever, but. With the trailer itself, though. Yeah, sorry. We'll get to the trailer. So It man, it, look, it looks like it's made for Max. 
but also what what an overload of sound information and just stuff i think that's a good indicator of where the movie's at in the editing i don't think they know one what movie they have yet i got tired watching the trailer i wonder if the movie so this trailer has a ton of voiceover narration and it's not voiceover narration that's lifted from dialogue like conversations it's It's like for the trailer so that's what i wonder is like is it for the trailer or is it going to be in the movie and also like the first like five minutes kind of a deal i know it's it's not bad humor but it's like humor is like i don't like i don't like this and i don't like the joke of i'm unemployed and this and that's like i mean you're a superhero and yeah i understand like there's real life but like who cares we're not at a point where i want to delve into that with you all and yeah. if anything, you know, like, you're not the character that I would do that with. I mean, like, I guess you do with Batman, but he's not unemployed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is, but. <clears throat> so tons of narration that makes this almost seem like an entirely different movie. Mm-hmm. Seems very hokey. Very strange comedic. To me, yeah. it also almost sounds like not the intention in you're making Jason Momoa do this. Just like if you've ever seen the original cut of Blade Runner, the narration in that. Harrison Ford's not really trying because he doesn't want to do it. And yeah. it was a studio note of like, you need to say these things because we're going to cut this movie the fuck up. And I feel like that's probably what's going on here. It's strange. And this was an early, you know, early. It's a trailer. So the effects can probably get changed or better. And some of them look okay. Being some of them look, players, I don't think it's going to. Some of them look really, I'm not going to say bad because like we've seen The Flash. So we've now seen what bad CGI looks yeah. like. But it just looks like. It just. Cartoonish. It, it um, looks like. The best way I can explain it is it looks the way Disney movies look to me, like live action Disney movies, like the Pirates of the Caribbean. And I would say I, I would say it looks worse than that. And I don't think that it looks as good no. as the first Aquaman. It, it, it looks really, really terrible. Um, some of it down to some shot selection, but some of it is just the CGI being used or whatever is like, uh, do you remember that movie with the rock? It was the sequel to um, the journey to the center of the earth. Yep. It's like Mysterious Isle. Mm-hmm. A lot of this movie looks like that movie, and that movie looked terrible. Yeah, there's a lot of, and it's not even underwater stuff. There's like a shot of uh, like Aquaman with Orm, his brother, the, on the land. Yeah, and he's yeah. got a. I guess he knocks down a statue to make a bridge. It looks terrible, and it it's clearly like, well, this is shot in a box. Like you're not even like it's, it's, it's not like even a, that you're not where you're at. You're not even like a natural thing. It's like an establishing shot to a serial commercial. Yeah, and it's and look at a certain point too. Like a movie can have backdrops or anything that like we know is like well that's fake but if if the movie's good enough and if your disbelief is suspended enough you just accept it's like okay i mean there's sci-fi movies where it's like yeah some space battles like that looks kind of cheesy but it's like but you're in you're already bought in so it's like and they know it too it's like well look this is the best that we could do with this but like do you believe what you're seeing this didn't give that to me it feels big budget shitty on purpose kind of a vibe and I'm surprised they even put Amber Heard in the trailer. So, Only, and I don't mean because of what's going on with her. Because clearly she's in the movie. Yeah. And they're not cutting her out. Although I assumed last year, like, this was part of why you pushed it back. Was to try to figure out how to get her out of it. Um, She's in this trailer for one second. Yeah. Smashing her fist against glass. Oh, she could be in a death scene. I don't know. It's a very own character, I guess, with her. But... It's like, I mean, it's an intense shot and it's towards the end of the trailer. So like, I, I guess I get why you used it. But it's like, why even? Like, you haven't had her in the rest of the trailer. <laughs> I assume she is the mother of the child. Like, so Aquaman has a child in this, which also I don't care for. But is, whatever. He's going to like. There was some rumor I saw where some people thought people were leaving this test screening because the child dies. Uh, yeah. Because I know Manta kills the, the baby like in a comic or something like that. And. Someone else made this point, and I agree. Is like, there's no way they don't kill a fucking baby. They wouldn't. Zack Snyder would. <laughs> I don't but, know. James Wan might. I mean, 
he would. I don't think that Warner Brothers mm. would let him. Although, again, at this point, like, what do you fucking care what he does with this movie? They did let Ezra Miller put a baby in a microwave. I mean, they read that. It was like, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's good. It won't look believable, so it's okay. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, though, the thing that really stuck out for me the most in this trailer was the title reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. This whole trailer almost feels like it's moving too fast. And it's like ramping up its speed as it goes on too. Like, and I mean that in regards, like, like it seems like it can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And the title comes up really quick, and it comes up out of like a glacier or like an iceberg with a waterfall. But the way it 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 doesn't look like the water's even pouring off the title, or it just looks like it like it pops up like like a fucking Starburst commercial. Yeah. If that just said like Starburst fruity flavor ice explosion. Like that's what I'm talking about. The whole trailer. Feels like a commercial you'd see on Cartoon Network, like like you said, like Starburst. All of it. It feels like you could re-edit this into like a fucking ad yeah, for, the for only, a tie-in product. The only thing that I liked in this trailer and that felt like an actual movie and not like almost a parody or like a trailer that you'd see in a movie <laughs> were the bits with Black Manta, and even that still had at least two shots where it was like uh, it's almost cringy but one of them is poor shot selection yeah. I, just, I don't like the way this looks and the other one i know what you giggled at which was he appears to like snap his trident into position is the only way i can describe yeah, it yeah yeah and i mean like i guess he looks badass but like then it has like this horrible cgi flying at the screen breaking of the trident like scene but also so, it's like who gives a fuck it's like it's got he's got the black trident and it's like oh and this is you were right too this the exposition in this trailer is massive it's not just here's the characters it's not just here's their plight it's also like here's everything else that's going on in the world and also here's a little bit of the history and like (laughs) oh i know someone who could help us legit when he said that i thought two things and this is because the order i watched these trailers in first i was like godzilla (laughs) uh and then it was like more believably it's like the justice league because technically this movie still takes place he, during that yeah and and this this trailer seemed to up the stakes with more like black manta just wants revenge on aquaman i get that but now it seems like there's the world is at stake yeah, and the, yeah. the, the core i think there's like the core could melt i so, think nicole kidman says that like a, it, what the fuck a meltdown and i was like so then i guess at least you're gonna go get superman right like but also why is the movie this like just Maybe. make it black manta versus Aquaman, that's what you set up in the last one. Maybe you even need a team of people who aren't that great. Maybe there's one that's a shark, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see King Shark hang out with Aquaman. But, I'm you know, sure, I sure had... Peacemaker has a helmet that could, like, serve as, like, an underwater helmet. I mean, he definitely does. Right? Or his dad. His racist dad definitely yeah. made one. Uh, <laughs> look, you know, if you go back to the episode, I had faith going into Flash that, like, I, I had a morbid curiosity because, like, I want to see, like, what finally came out of all of this. Um, but I did have faith. It was like, you know what? The trailer looked pretty good. It looks like this, you know, the end of the Snyderverse right here. Like, oh, this will be fun. And, like, it was just terrible. And I don't really care for the director, but I, I applaud Andy Machete for regards of, well, you got it done. Nobody else got it done. So, like. At least you finished it. And I assume that's why you're getting the new Batman movie. They, I assume they told you, take this hit and then we'll give you Batman. Yep. Because of that, I don't have faith that Aquaman no, I, I have no real desire to see. I it. like James Wan as a director, even if I don't like all of his stuff. Like he is good. I didn't I wasn't the biggest fan of the first Aquaman. I grew it grew on me because it is it's a fun movie. Um, yeah, and Jason Momoa fun. is also he's good screen presence. He's I, fun. I like Willem Dafoe in the movie a lot, uh, but and, it's hard to not like him in anything he's in. And once I let go of the when that came, when that first came out, like this isn't the Snyder because Aquaman, I think, is the oh, first one where you can yeah. you can tell like, oh, you you capture like. Because it feels like a Marvel movie. It does. 
And I don't, I don't even mean that as a negative. It's like you did it. Like you, that's what you wanted him to do. And like, he did it. And, but it's also like, that's not why I come to DC movies. I came to DC movies because whether you like Zack Snyder or not, I was just like, I like a darker, grittier, like, I get the fun stuff from Marvel. I want you guys to be like, you like your depressing. I say, fuck my butts out while I take a shower. You like your granny's peach tea, right? (sighs) Oh yeah. Give me the big old jar of piss. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, this is the trailer. It doesn't inspire any amount of confidence in me. I'm, I'm actually less intrigued to see the story. Someone too, because honestly, I also know like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like even if it's great, it's like this movie's pointless. Well, I mean, at the very least we know Momoa is not going away. He's probably going to be a different character in the new DC, but he's there to look at you strange because his eyes are kind of off center. It's just, I don't know. The, the Aquaman <laughs> was was maybe my most disappointing trailer of the night. For sure. Our next one, though, is Toxic Avenger, which is a teaser. It was a yeah, teaser it's trailer. barely a trailer. Uh, that that was just fun. It is fun. It's I like that it's seemingly harkening back to the just gross schlockiness punk of the trauma feeling of trauma from the 80s while also kind of highlighting the quick cut jump nature of modern day youtube editing yeah because there is some stuff in there like even like with the like uh the news anchors and stuff it had like uh sample text like on the screen for like a second right yeah and like stuff was misspelled it's very it's very interesting uh and clearly stuff that was like shot for the trailer because i mean i think the whole thing's like 90 seconds yeah it's not long and we don't get actual film footage until a full minute into it and it's only like maybe 20 seconds yeah and you don't see toxie you just see his outline uh, which is peter dinklage which i i'm look i mean totally honest i'm very curious to see like short toxic <laughs> but also what does he look like i know some of the costumes have been revealed like elijah wood i've he looks seen crazy seen a screen cap of elijah wood um lots of pretty big name actors in this one yeah and big name actors though who like i feel like get who, it who are weird yeah <laughs> uh but i mean the fact that this guy is I didn't know this was even a thing that was being made until you yeah, sent me yeah, like a month ago. It was like, hey, this this got shown. It's like, yeah, what? I, I had no idea. Uh, and this, I mean, just from this alone, it seems like this is probably going to be Toxic Avenger. Like, this doesn't seem like. Yeah, it feels good. Studio-wise, commercialized, like, nope. I, I haven't looked up. I don't know who fucking studio-wise who made it. I know the writer-director, Macon Blair, He uh, he's done some other good stuff. You should look up. He's a good actor, too. He's in a green room. Uh, Imogene Poots and Patrick Stewart. Anton Yelchin. Uh, Legendary Pictures is making this. Well, I guess they are free from Warner Brothers now. So maybe they are like, yeah, we'll take a risk. Also, I imagine probably wasn't expensive. Yeah. and um, But it also, I mean, the trailer does also make its point of like, do you want to see gore? Because like, we're going to do it. Yeah, so you see your bad guy get his bottom, bottom of his jaw just sliced clean off. Which I haven't, like, studied... But it, it looked kind of CG-ish, which uh, I'd rather have, like, even a dopey-looking practical effect. But I'll wait and see until the final picture. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. And, uh, oh, yeah, Kevin Bacon is also in it. I'd be surprised if James Gunn's not a producer on this or somehow. Because, I mean, he was attached to Troma. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman apparently did work on the script. I, mean, I assume he owns the rights to Toxic Avenger. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I'm not surprised on that one. So we'll, we'll see that freak in the movie, too, at some point. Um, did, did they give a date? Uh, I don't think they did. Uh, uh, apparently the movie released on September 21st at a festival, but has not been released to the public yet. Yeah, I did see there was like a YouTube review of the movie from a festival. Yeah, so I think that was where it was announced too. So it's definitely like a small thing, but I think it'll be fun. I'm, I'll watch that. I know, I think it'll definitely be fun. I'm curious if it, uh, if they are wanting this to be franchise material. One with this movie or just like do what they did in the 90s. 
yeah. which was make a kid's cartoon out of it. Eventually. Oh yeah, yeah. I which is how I learned about it. And then I my, forgot about that. I guess one. my parents didn't know, so then they rented me the movie, and I was like, "This." Is, I learned about this the, is real different. I learned about I, the Toxic Avenger through um, the Angry Video Game Nerd. I'm sure that was filled with a diatribe of. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman was in the episode. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, so then, Silent Night. Yeah, Silent Night. Uh, Holy Night. I thought it was going to be. I knew it wasn't a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. But there's a lot of movies with the fucking title Silent Night. Yeah, it's a free use kind of thing. Um, Joel Kinnaman. Who, you know what? We were, were going to be talking about him a little bit again yep, we with will. a review, but he just looks so gross. Poor guy. Like, I don't know if it's his hairstyle or what, but he kind of looks like the, the meth head you don't want to make eye contact with. I agree with you in early things I saw him in, like when I first saw him <laughs> in The Killing. Which I think was his first American thing. Yeah. Um, and he did look like a method cop. And then I was astounded as he would get more roles. I'm like, that guy? But, I mean, I, I like him. No, I, I, I do like, like him. him. Too. And in James Gunn's Suicide Squad, he, he doesn't really look. He doesn't look He like looks that. very healthy. And like, <laughs> Especially in the movie that we'll be talking about. I got the same vibe where it's just like, he just, just looks sick. <laughs> mm. I didn't. I didn't get that vibe, but I do know where it's coming from. I, I get that. Like yeah. I've seen other stuff he's in, but uh, so Silent Night, Joel Kinnaman, and directed by John Woo, who um, I guess Woo. I do need to like say who he is because it's been a while. Like famed Hong Kong action director. I mean, oh yeah, honestly, in the trailer, make sure that you know that he was like one of the greatest action directors of all time. Uh, I would say, as far as gun action, he probably set what is Hong Kong action for for sure for guns and like um, Wu Ping and Ip Man. You know, they did the fights. But John Woo and Chow Yun Fat, that was his, that was his go-to guy back then. But um, then in America, he you know he did he did the quintess one of the quintessential '90s action movies, which is Face Off. I was gonna say uh, that's the one that uh, I know him for the most. With also with Nick Cage, just to tie back to Nick Cage, and and also uh, and actually actually ties into the movie that we're gonna talk about with he, Nick Cage tonight too. But he also did a couple of the Mission Impossible's. You know, he did one of them. He did oh. the second one. Oh, I the he one did. that like no, uh, actually until. My bad. Until this back half, no director has ever returned. Oh. It's always been one and done. I've still never watched any of them. Every films. director has been asked to come back, except for John Woo. That's so funny. He, I don't think it was entirely his fault. I think there's a lot of stuff that happened with that. But Regardless, this movie looks really fun. It does. And I love that this trailer has no words, so stark contrast to the Aquaman <laughs> Literally, trailer. that I was thinking about that the whole time, that it gives us more story than the Aquaman trailer that was giving you constant shit. It gets the absolute story across and the tone just with images and, and music. It's a Christmas movie. I know you Christmas fans will hate that. I mean, but this is leading into favorite. the diehard idea of like, <laughs> fuck it, we're not going to, this is not up to debate. Like, this is a Christmas movie. Um, well, I mean, your favorite, one of your favorite movies of the last year was a Christmas movie. Violent Night. And uh, that's why I thought you would enjoy this one. Uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is going to get added to my collection yep. and will become a double feature of Violent Night. Or Silent Night, Violent Night. It also gave me some of the vibes that I like of, like, the crank and the happy stuff. It does seem, to, at least the trailer definitely had a, a hint of a sense of humor. Yeah, like, it, yeah. But it is still taking itself seriously. But it also is able to, like, laugh at some of, I think, the juxtaposition of, like, the Christmas aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, even some of the John Wick stuff has a bit of humor in it, even though it's, like, all played as serious. And I told you, I, I told Nima when I got here. So can you guess what my favorite trailer was? And he did get it right. It was this one. Um, but it's because it, it did. There's a few things that make me just like smile uncontrollably towards like, oh, I didn't even notice I was smiling. And the John Wick movies have had that happen before yeah, where yeah. like, I mean, I'm not going to describe different death scenes. But just, I, I, in the theater, in the last one, there was a time where I did just go, 
Yeah, yeah. Because the way they set it up, I was like, that's great. This trailer has one of those moments where there's a headshot in it. I was at work when it, it happened, and I just, again, out loud, I was like, oh, because it was great, and it looked good. Like, the action looks good. You did it again when we watched the trailers before recording. It's so not that's, it's not over-stylized. I'm glad to see John Woo back, because I... You liked his stuff? Well, I think he's been gone for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, he's been, like, yeah, almost like in retirement kind of a deal. And, like, there's a hokiness to some of his stuff, but, like, the dude did have a good eye. For, like, he was good. I think he got chewed up coming into the to the Hollywood system yeah, yep. um, at, at the time that he did. So, yeah, Silent Night looks really good. And in case you miss it, like I missed it the first time. And also even a reason probably why the trailer has literally no fucking dialogue. So clearly this is a revenge story. And clearly part of what happens is Joel Kinnaman loses his voice. Yeah. So he, he can't talk. He gets shot Hence, in the throat. Silent Night. I didn't get that at first. There's a scene in the trailer where he like screams at a mirror. And I just thought like, oh, you know, your son died. You're upset. I get it. Watching it with you the second time I was like. Oh, oh, it's he can't of, scream. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And it's talking now is where I realize like, oh, that's why the trailer has no words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing gets past you. <laughs> that's a, but it does, it really does look fun. And, uh, you know, playing like a, a weird mix of Silent Night made up like an action movie was just fun. Yeah. No, and that's the main thing too, is it does. It's already a trope, but it was like. Cause it is also, I mean, it's kind of it's not a hokey, but it's, it's a very standard revenge story. Like I, yeah, I actually got a very James Wan feeling because I recently picked up an old movie of his called Death Sentence, which is basically the same fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. Which is also Death Wish. Yeah. From seventy. Yeah. Which basically was like, oh, you killed and or raped my family. I will now become a vigilante killer and take you out. Yep. That's all this movie is. That's all. That's so all it needs to be. The quirk with this one is this guy can't talk. And it's on Christmas. And, and it's on Christmas. And he's wearing like throughout the entire trailer, he's wearing different like Christmas sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> And I like that. I have like that. And the, he marks the day to kill them all. It's Christmas Day. Like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm in. Yeah. It's it seems stupid. It seems silly. But that's that's what you kind of want with this kind of stuff. So our movie's good again. Maybe could be. But uh, n- definitely not with the the movie we're going to talk about afterwards, which is Wonka. But we decided to not talk about because I'm not interested in it. Yep. And I did watch the trailer. I don't remember anything from it. I feel like the trailer is also weird. The only thing that I I remember like from the trailer good, weird. is that. Whatever his name is. Timothy Chalamet. He's talking like a TikToker where he's just like up, down, wiggle around. I'll say this. I'm not a big fan of Timothy Chalamet. Neither. This was the first time I've seen him have a personality. And and I don't know. Yeah, that could just be the characters that he's played that have happened to see him playing. I was just, I don't get why everyone fucking loves Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no interest in it. So yeah. So uh, instead, <laughs> talk about Argyle, which was trailer i'm glad you made me watch because i wasn't going to because i thought the title was dumb and i didn't know what it was about and i was like i don't want to watch a trailer called argyle understandable and this has bryce dallas howard it's a huge it's cast got, it's got a lot of people so i'm not gonna go into it well the biggest is bryce dallas howard henry cavill and brian cranston well in the sam who sam yeah you're i gotta look I, I feel bad that i'm forgetting this guy's name you should probably cut this out <laughs> uh. sam rockwell yes Okay. Thank you. Sam Rockwell and John Cena. And Dua Lipa. <coughs> and Sophia Vitella. She was the female mummy in Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Dua Lipa is a pop star. I know. She uh, One of her songs made Trent Reznor cry. His daughter played it for him. I've never heard any of her music. Was it was it the song from Barbie? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even think the article mentioned what the song was. It's just like I kind of Trent Reznor listened to a Dua Lipa song. I kind of like Dua Lipa. I mean, I guess I have more respect now. I'm still. I wasn't like, ooh, let me go listen to the songs. Like, I don't have a daughter. (laughs) I'm be moved by what music they're into. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, Argyle. 
pre-stack class, um, cast of characters. Um, there was a Will Ferrell movie years ago where his entire life was decided by a writer. Stranger than fiction. It's like this, but it's like that, but a comedy, like an action comedy. I I didn't make that connection, but you are correct in regards of basically Bryce Ellis Howard is a novelist and apparently, and she writes, I guess, trashy, I don't know, spy, spy novels. Yep. But what she writes is coming true or has come true or whatever. I first got vibes of, and I don't remember the title of the movie, but it's very recent, the Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie that came out where she's also an author yeah. and like the guy who plays the cover model of whatever, yes, the yeah. hero of her books. Then they get caught up in a real situation because I guess one of her books was like accurate and Daniel Radcliffe maybe. Yeah, that, that sounds right. So I got that vibe at first from this, but I don't quite think that's what this is. It, and it definitely has something also, to do with like the cat, the CGI cat. Yeah, so I was going to get to that. Yeah. It also has, and this is not a bad thing, visually has a strong resemblance to Kingsman, which makes sense because Matthew Vaughn is the guy who directed oh, yeah, those. You know what? Sam Jackson also was in it. Yeah, it's what it's, and Sophia Patel was in it too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why they're all here. Uh, I, I get it. Sam Jackson probably has the worst haircut I've ever seen in a movie. You need to watch more Sam Jackson movies. That man's had some haircuts. Yeah, but also Henry Cavill's haircut, and this one's pretty bad too. I didn't know, like, uh, yeah. He look. I mean, looks, I don't think we've seen the real him. That's clearly the like, yeah, fictionalized. He, look, he looks like he's about to go fight Rocky, uh, and he might kill someone. Has a strong look of the Kingsman, which is fine mm-hmm. and good, I guess. Even I don't know what's up with the cat, or even the cat's carrier, which seems to be very specific. And and this isn't a critique. I mean, the trailer also seems to want to build a mystery about who is the actual real Argyle. Yeah, which I guess is not going to be Henry Cavill. Are yeah, going to be ugly Henry Cavill? That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Or, honestly, it probably makes sense, like, are someone else from the Kingsman movies? Like, not a character, just an actor. Yeah, just another actor, yeah. Um, Let's call him Firth doing. Yeah, what about Mark Hamill? Oh, shit, yeah. See, he was someone I didn't recognize the first one <laughs> yeah. I saw Kingsman either. Uh, but no, this this was, this did look like fun spy shenanigans. It, I mean, if you told him, if he presented this as taking place in the Kingsman universe, I'd just be like, okay, sure. But yeah, it yeah. Makes sense. If by the end of the movie it turns out to be secret, like this takes place in the universe, it's, like all right, it's makes Michael sense. Kane the entire time. He's retired. <laughs> I read that today. At the age of ninety, he's retired from acting. Rest in peace. He's not, he's not dead yet. Ah, uh, you know, given two years. Uh, <laughs> but no, this one, this one looks good. It, it looks fun. It, it does look a little silly, but you know what? That's so that's what's a spy shenanigan. So it's not a Mission Impossible or James Bond, but there's still a. To me, it's at the level of Kingsman of like there's seriousness going on, but also like accept this ridiculousness here. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I, I really like all of the Kingsman movies. I thought they were all pretty fun. I do not like the second one. Actively. The second, second, second one's weak. The third one has probably the most surprising middle act I've ever seen in a movie. I actively dislike the second one, and it made me have feelings towards the third one. That have you had you not told me your feelings, I would I would never have watched the third one. Yeah. Um, and I was even still kind of like why did you make a third one? It's weird. Even now, now I'm more confused. Like clearly, like you like what you're one. doing. I guess with the styles, like you didn't need to make Kingsman. It's not like that name really carries weight. I think you just wanted to make an Avenger style Hitler rule return. <laughs> so yeah, Argyle looks good. I don't know what's up with the cat. I assume the honestly, I assume the cat is fucking Argyle. I'm I'm thinking maybe the cat is the reason things are happening. Maybe it's a robot. Maybe it's a spy. But I also don't like the CGI cat. It it looks pretty bad. I mean, we should rephrase that. Like it looks good for what it, I can't draw. It, it also said it was an Apple TV, but it's going to theaters. Yes. Um, is they are producing it with that? Let's segue into this other. Yeah. 
Monarch. trailer, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which is a show, not a movie, but looks like a fucking movie. It looks excellent. And I haven't watched a lot of stuff on Apple, even though I have Apple Plus. The, the only things I have watched are beautiful. But without getting into the finances of what Apple has and what Netflix has and everything else, everything that Apple has produced since they've started Apple Plus, like all of it looks so good. And and like this and this trailer specifically, like the action scenes, some destruction stuff. It has the it again. If like, you if you didn't know or you didn't tell someone, like they just assume like so. This is the new Godzilla movie. I mean, even though, like, what's well, got Kurt Russell? It's got movie stars in it. Yep. Like, I even the plot just seems like this. Just seems like the plot so, to a Godzilla movie. The um, so this movie will jump show. through. Or, sorry, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you just you fucked me up. Um, the show is going to jump through time, and the With the a, cent, the central character will be Kurt Russell, played, played by, by his young yeah, son, exactly. Russell. So, um, which is really cool because we get John Goodman back. I am curious to see how. I mean, we he's in the trailer, and it looks like he's on Skull Island. But I, I know he dies on Skull Island. I really hope it's not that. Like, well, do we? Because I hope it's not going to be that the skull crawler like chokes him back up and like didn't eat him. It's like I swallowed him and I didn't like it. So like, blah. that is like, entirely possible. Because from my memory of Skull Island too, is like he had never been there before. That was the whole point. Is like he wanted to get there to see the monsters. Yes. The shot we see of him definitely being chased by one of those spider things it's that we same. also never saw in. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's because it's, it's it's leg is there. I don't think we see. No, you, they they literally shoot it down to the ground and stab it oh, to death. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I've only seen it once, so like I, I believe. Yeah, they like start cutting its leg so it like falls down. I remember the that tree. part. Yeah. Um. But with that. Um, but also, yes, I am very excited to just get more John Goodman. I think he is going to like he's dead. Whatever it is, he's dead. But I think this show has the opportunity to, the opportunity to kind of fix the universe. Because what do you think is wrong with this? Universe? Mostly, like, just the way that they have jumped from first Godzilla movie to the King of the Monsters to... You mean how it's gone from real-world military tactics to, I have a shuttlecraft that can go yes. through a gravity hole in the Earth. Yes, and the only thing that was... That also can restart a giant monkey's heart. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that was, like, universe-wise in between that were these comic books that no one was reading. I think I've read, too, somewhere, the new movie... I keep forgetting its title. New Empire or... Oh, yeah, yeah. That it's been pushed back a little bit mm. because it's getting a prequel comic? Yeah. Or something. They're trying to. Because that, that's their, been their thing is they've been doing the comics in between each one. That tell, like, what happened in the years that changed. I think it's worth noting in watching this trailer, too, where I guess our other main character, an Asian woman whose name I don't know. Yeah, she's a new character, so. Um, talks about, like, oh, you know, I was there in San Francisco and we get an alternate viewpoint of, you know, Godzilla's attack on the, the bridge. bridge. Which looks like it belonged in yep. that movie. And down to Godzilla spikes are small in that one. Like Which is, again, also wise, like, if you show this to somebody, you would just assume it's a movie. Also, I get it, too. It's like, well, Legendary already has the model for Godzilla. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's not costing them a ton of fucking money to put him in there. It's like, we, are, we have it. So, and it's going to... It's going to be here. There's another shot where they find a bunch of eggs and they hatch under these little bugs. That was the original villain that Godzilla was going to fight in the first movie before the Gareth's... Gareth decided to change it to his own original monster idea. But you see a shot of that, the original monster dead in the teaser trailer they made for Comic-Con in like 2013. So it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, that creature that we never saw is going to come back in some form. So what, watching this and seeing like just even those little scenes, like that scene on the bridge. And almost for a second, like I almost expected to see Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, 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 Not, I mean, I was reused footage, but just like, well, yeah, I mean, she's there. There's a good chance they might be able to bring Brian Cranston in for something more meaningful. That would be amazing mm -hmm. uh it's also made me realize again outside of the mcu 
technically the only other one that's actually managed to create a universe and still exist. Yeah. Is Legendary's Monster Universe, even though it's all some total of like four, four movies. Yeah. But still, it's there. Warner Brothers couldn't do it. And um, we, we, and relatively speaking, like continuity's not fucked up. I mean, it's really just like, oh, look, this is a, even with Kong versus Godzilla, which is where the biggest jump takes place as far as like we have what kind of technology. It's also like at this point, it's like, do you want to see a giant monkey fight a giant lizard? Because that's what we're going to do. So my thought is what this is going to the the. This seems much saw. more grounded and serious than Godzilla yes. versus Kong did. Exactly. This and seems more in line with Godzilla 2014. Mm-hmm. Is that when that one came out? And um, basically, the first comic that came along with that one, there is a story of a young Japanese boy whose grandfather was like a veteran of like, you know, the attacks on Hiroshima. And he has a pocket watch that has the monarch symbol on it. So he grows up trying to figure out what the fuck this means. And then that's when the Godzilla attack happens. And they're like, oh, this is real. And the comic goes kind of like in reverse and shows the grandfather's like time of him and someone else starting Monarch because they see Godzilla arise when the first nuke goes off. So the whole thing is this creature which flies around, which we do see a creature in this that flies around and he eats a ship. And also, I think at the end of the trailer, the creature comes out of the ship. Mm-hmm. It was a giant bug monster that was made out of a million tiny bugs and it attracted Godzilla immediately because it was made out of pure radiation. So when the bomb happened on Japan, those creatures awoke and basically like shredded everything. And that's what caused Godzilla to come back there originally. But then they like went dormant and then he disappeared and the grandfather spent his entire life looking for Godzilla. Mm. That's kind of what this is mirroring. So I'm kind of thinking maybe it is going to follow the comics, which will be much more interesting, especially with the Kong stuff, because it has Kong's family, which will tie into the new movie. <laughs> I mean, I assume this is definitely going to tie into the movie. Um, or, you know, tie in as far as, like, probably lead into yeah. some stuff. And also, there's a missing character from the ending of King of the Monsters and um, Kong versus Godzilla, which was um, the guy from Game of Thrones who buys Ghidorah's head as the after credit scene. Oh, Charles Dance? Yeah. I, was, I mean... I get what you're saying, a missing character, but clearly we see what happens to... I assume that was the Ghidorah head that he bought. It could is be. Is the one that's in Godzilla we versus don't, Kong. We don't know that for sure. We don't, but that's the assumption that I that's made. That's the assumption I like, made, too. Well, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't fucking got it. Like, so maybe they might have He's something. just a mercenary. Like, he wouldn't fucking be... Well, he's he was also, like, deep in Monarch, so... But I also, you know, I just took it as like, well, you could expand on the character, or just like, fuck it, he got the skull. Here's a skull. And yeah. honestly, that was good enough for me. He's like, well... Same. There's the skull. So now this kind of is an opportunity to Although, give you something more. Then again, also an issue of like, wait, uh, you turn the skull into a mech pilot seat? Yeah, like a robot. <laughs> uh, even that, like, oh, okay, like uh, I'm okay with that, I guess, uh, because it seems like you're going to do Mecha Godzilla, which I love. Uh, but what? Yeah. And yeah. why? Why does the pilot's br- like? So is Ghidorah's brain still active? What is going on? But I did like the idea of even in Mechagodzilla, if I'm remembering correctly, the Mechagodzilla had one of the other Ghidorah heads inside it, or the brain was inside there or I, something. I think it was just, yeah, connected to it. I was like, well, that's clever. Instead of just like, oh, we built a robot Godzilla. It's like, no, no, you still a kaiju, just a robot. Yep. Anyway, trailer looks good. Uh, if you don't have Apple TV... If you're getting ready to streaming services, maybe Apple TV is a good one to get. If you already have an iPhone, honestly, Apple's bundled all your shit together. So I will say Apple TV works like complete ass on the computer. That shit lags so bad. I don't get it. Once you click on the thing you're trying to watch, it's perfect. But the actual load time in the screen clicking is just the user so terrible. Interface. It's, it's really bad. Um, 
works pretty good on my Xbox. That's right, Apple. I'm using your service on a Microsoft. <laughs> the uh, the other ones we had was uh, Devil May Cry, and that was just a 40-second thing. Looks pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's short. I hope that's what the animation looks like. Uh, yeah, the same people made the Castlevania. Specifically, the same producer, uh, Addy Shankar, who, if you don't know who he is, like you should look him up. He's interesting. He's an interesting guy. I don't think he's not involved, I don't think, in the new Castlevania. Yeah, I so I just finished that. I think his company maybe or something, but there seemed to be there was some there's some issues between. He's he's an interesting character all around, yeah. but he definitely has tastes similar to mine, and he's able to. I mean, he's the only reason we got that Castlevania show. I'm I'm curious to see it because I don't know. I feel it like looks it's like it's going to be really better than the other Devil May Cry anime, yeah. which really to me just seemed like an anime, and you just like. It was Call this character a, Dante. It's supposed to be a crossover, like, behind-the-scenes story of what happens in between two games. But this seems more in line with, like, I, we say that from, like, well, we saw him jump around and he shot his guns and he said, yeah. So I assume That's it Dante. seems like Dante. Maybe we'll get a multiversal story and he'll have to go up against emo Dante. Have a the Dante another. that I played with. Wait, that sounded weird. Don't no. don't, don't put that out there. Now, nah, <laughs> hang on fine. a second. <laughs> No, wait, just a minute. Who's, uh, who's devil trigger you been pulling? That's, that's good. Uh, but with that, so that's going to be on Netflix, who has got a lot of anime coming. They announced a lot. Including they're also doing Tomb Raider. I don't know if they're calling it anime, but it's animated. Nah. Uh, they didn't show. There's, I don't think there's been any trailers. There's been screenshots, maybe. Literally everyone I've talked to has said, I don't really I, care about Tomb Raider. <laughs> I'm not a big Tomb Raider fan, but at the same time, it's like, but there's, I did like the reboot series or of Played the first one was of the reboots. 2013? Yeah. That was actually my first Tomb Raider, to be honest. Yeah. And it was fun. Uh, also, interchangeably, was like, you make this dude call it Nathan Drake, and like, well, this is Uncharted, I guess. But what? also, yeah. same thing with Uncharted. is like, oh, you're just fucking stealing Tomb Raider. The only difference is she was there first. <laughs> uh, and her boobs are bigger than yours. Bigger but, than Indiana Jones, that's for sure. You know, I think there's, there's definitely fun to be had or fun stories to tell and, like, stuff you can do with that character, depending on... And you can kind of take it... In a bunch of different directions, because there yep. are lines of Tomb Raider games and stories, I guess, that are much more fantastical oh, yeah. about things. And the reboot ones, while they do have a level of fantasy to them, was also more about, I was like, we're going to make a mature rated one. I, I don't know if this cartoon's going to go that route. It, it's hard to tell. <clears throat> it really is, because like you, even... Arguably, they'd want the biggest audience, was like, it's streaming, with, so like, what do you care? Like, even with um, other stuff, like the new Castlevania, it had some design changes that were interesting. Like, it can compared from the first series and like um so i'm kind of curious to see if it's actually going to look good because the new castlevania looked fine but you can tell it's getting cheaper because they're producing it faster i mean because shit i mean i know it's been a while since castlevania wrapped up but hell, the first season of castlevania was four episodes and it still took like two years for season two to come which was only eight episodes and they were all like they were all eight episodes after that and i think uh, the newest one was nine episodes and i mean Oh, you, know, you can just look at Attack on Titan and it's doing its last two. This whole year has been its last two episodes. <laughs> yeah. And it's taken them the entirety of Granted, they're hour long episodes, but it's two. Yeah. It's taken them this whole year. And so, I don't know. I'm curious because a lot of, and there's I know a lot there's, of stuff in Devil May Cry that's very action y that I, they might not be able to pull off. There's, <laughs> you know, there's some other anime on Netflix called Blood of Zeus or something that. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I've watched the YouTube video, and apparently it's terrible in regards of, like, this is an even animation at some point. So, like, they're clearly just, like, spinning the frame. And I feel like the guy was even kind of like, I'm not blaming the studio, because I don't think that they had the time or money to yeah. do 
this so it was just like the best we can do but then you get shit like cyberpunk from netflix which i also wonder how much netflix was because like that was still cd project yeah, red yeah, as well <laughs> but like the level of detail i know that's a it's a big studio trigger like that's what they're known yeah, for yeah. but still yeah. like that's it's a lot of these other studios some of them are big too it's not like they're just like some podunk yeah dude in a basement was like yeah, i can draw stuff hey speaking of monsterverse the skull island cartoon which sucked ass it looked pretty terrible you can bring it up in our what we're watching section because <laughs> I have something to talk about there too. But with that, I guess, yeah, let's, let's go into our, our overall review and wrap this episode up. We were afraid we weren't going to have enough. Please um, allow me to introduce myself. Does it, he doesn't even, he doesn't I'm even a man quote with wealth and taste. Sympathy so. for the devil. We've gone, we've talked so much that I don't want to like do an hour long review of this movie and I don't think nah. it needs it. And uh, honestly, spoilers right off the bat because there's can't really. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's what I was actually going to do is like, look, oh, let's just give our opinions of it up front and then talk about it. Cause like, I, I think you can talk about this without spoiling stuff. It's just hard. But overall, the eventual thing, like, just need to spoil it. So I, I found myself drawn in pretty easily. I was drawn in. Uh, I liked it, but I'll say I think this movie is pretty low tier. I think it's escalated and carried by Nicolas Cage. And honestly, Kinnaman, like both of them bring a pretty good performance. They are bringing a good performance with Cage. I mean, it, he's chewing the senior, so it overshadows Kinnaman's very, very subdued. In, in a good way, and, too. And let's, let's set the stage before we spoil too. It's like the basic premise of this movie, Joel Kinnaman. Uh, we see him at the very beginning of the movie. He drops his son off. You get an indication that uh, this is uh, there's been troubles with pregnancy in the past, and the wife has lost the baby before. We don't. Is it, we know that she has lost a baby. We don't know yeah. how many. That's kind of like um, the, the yeah. I think maybe I think if I remember correctly, it was before the son was born, mm-hmm. and she's going into labor now. So he's dropping the kid off. That's really just an excuse to give us some exposition background because yep. the kid never comes into play again. Um, and we hear we talk to the wife. He's on the way to the hospital. He gets to the hospital parking lot. We see Nick Cage standing there in a garish red, I want to call it velour jacket, and also clearly dyed red hair. Yeah, like 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 a someone you'd see barking on the side of a street of Los Angeles or like Vegas. Las Vegas. Where this movie takes place. <laughs> yeah, like uh, literally. Yeah. And then he gets in the backseat of Kinnaman's car, points a gun at him, and the Slayer movie takes off from there. So I think you and I either saw a screenshot of this or. So I never saw about, a, a trailer trailer in one of our previous episodes, but we had seen something of this existence. I think it was so, because of the last Nicolas Cage movie we had talked about. I yeah. went into this thinking like Nicolas Cage is the devil. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was literal. Like he was actually Satan. Um, and then like five or 10 minutes in, I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. But then, but then the movie does stuff where it's like, Maybe I'm not wrong. He says some weird things. Because he like, says things about the devil, and then there's some stuff where, like, he seems to have, like, a... Like, almost like a... Pet a natural sense of, yeah. like, what's going on. Like, he... like. The, and there's even times where I felt like he was baiting Kinnaman into say Like, I don't know. Like, there's things where it's like, if you have this mindset, which I'm going to tell you right now, because it's not even a spoiler. Like, he's not the devil. No. Like, if this is just... It's a, it's a normal guy. It's normal the whole way fucking through. But in my buddy and I were both because that's I told him it's like I think it's gonna be like that Tom Cruise movie Collateral, yeah, where he can basically kidnap someone and make some drive around town. It's like I think the devil's making this dude drive him around Vegas, and that's what I thought the purpose of the movie was. I, I was totally thinking that like by the end of the movie we're gonna find out that maybe Kinnaman doesn't even have a wife. Maybe she's not even real. Maybe and, that's fake. And, and there like is he's a, like a huge sinner. There is a twist, and, and again, I, I, I the whole thing. No matter what you're thinking, I was also thinking like the devil. Yeah. And and he's just it's just not 
and I feel like the movie wanted to make you think that because like it's never really explained. Like you do get some background on both of our characters. It takes a while. And, and again, Nicolas Cage is doing, I would say, the entire oeuvre of Nicolas Cageisms here. He's got and lots of good stuff. He scares you. He makes you laugh, even though you realize you probably shouldn't. He's a little out there. I mean, there's one scene towards the end when they're in a diner. And I forget exactly what Joel Kinnaman says. He says something. It doesn't even set Nick Cage off. But Nick Cage just literally makes what I would call a demonic face and holds it for like 10 seconds. Yeah, he's like his veins are like popping out of his And then just pops it back down and is like, so anyway, what are you going to order? But it all does make sense in the context of the movie. But I don't think this movie works. I don't think this movie is a thing without Nicolas Cage. No, absolutely not. I think the story of this movie... It was Renfield we were talking about oh, that, yeah. when we brought this one up. Uh, uh, this is better than Renfield. Oh, yeah. Uh, the story of this movie is a short movie. It, it's, 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 it's a short film. It's a short, yeah. You could do this in 11 minutes, 20 minutes. This is something someone could write in college. And but just you get Nicolas Cage and you're like, oh, okay, well, hold on. What would you like to do with this? And I'm sure he had a lot of input because he is a, also a very weird guy on his there, own. There's certainly some stuff in the movie that felt like just oh. they kind of like made it up. I feel positive. Like I said, I don't, I liked this movie, but it's a very mediocre movie overall. In the best lines in it, I'm positive. Like, I bet that was ad libbed. I bet that's not the yep. writer. That yep. was Cage and or Kinnaman. I did have a little issue of when the disbelief thing, I guess, even early on, my friend and I both were just like, get out of the car. Yeah, just get out of the car. Especially club. when he first gets in and like, because it is a, there's a believable exchange of like, what would you really do if someone just like did this? Um, but it's like the one thing I know for a fact of any criminal interaction, do not go to a second location with them. Yeah. Yeah. So when he tells you to drive and you start to drive, it's like, you've already made the biggest fucking mistake. Also, you're at a hospital. Even if he fucking gets you, you're at the place you should be. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is best case scenario. If you're going to get shot, like, Get shot here. I like it. You're in the parking garage. Yeah. And drive par- right up to one of those fucking round doors they have in every hospital and just jump out and run. And a parking <laughs> garage that is active because it is a fucking hospital. Yeah. Uh, we do get moments later on in the movie, though, where he, like, Joel Kinnaman does try to escape. In very and, and, stupid ways. And Nicolas Cage believably gets him to come back with certain threats. And I guess technically, once the plot twist is revealed, you understand even more of why he would, why Kinnaman would take those threats seriously. I guess we just say what the fucking yeah, we can spoil plot that. twist is. Turns out Nicholas Cage he had a wife who saw him kill someone and wasn't able to keep her mouth shut. And eventually Joel Kinnaman was sent and to, killed her. And basically burnt their house down. And killed his daughter too. And didn't realize that didn't, she was didn't there. Because didn't mean to. And also we get a story about bunnies screaming. Yep. Nice uh, little doom callback. And Nicholas Cage and presumably Joel Kinnaman's character, left. whether feeling bad about that or whatever else is going on, left. Uh, Boston, I believe, is where they say yep. it is, and kind of created a new life, and clearly had gone like off the grid. And I think the real crux of the story is also supposed to be how much he has bought into his new life, and that he is this other person. And to the fact that it's making you, the audience, because believe he is the wrong guy. Because at a certain point in the movie, too, I was like, but he's like, he's got, he's got to be. But then there's times where it's like, oh, dude, the way he's arguing and like, dude, maybe you have the wrong dude. Like before, we're told why Nicholas Cage would want this to. Actually, we're told a couple different things. Yeah, yeah. But we get the truth by the end. Um, that, that whole movie itself is about getting the truth. That's all he wants. And it's, and it's literally all it's about. And, the, like and the, all he wants is for him to say who he is. The, the only like characters that survive him are the ones that were truthful, truthful with him. Which again, so the diner scene, that's one where uh, by the by this point I was confident like, he's not the devil. Yeah. But then it, we won't go into the whole detail, but he shoots up this diner and like the waitress is in the bathroom and he finds her in the bathroom and he asks her a question and she presumably answers truthfully and says like I was being a dick. And, and then he 
he didn't say anything. He just lets her live. And that, that's where I was like, maybe he is the devil. And maybe he, maybe he does know. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, obviously, and you're right, too, that it was like he knew she was telling the truth, yep. even in the face of, like, having a gun pointed at her. And it, the weird thing is, like, this Nicolas Cage character is off. He's what you want Nicolas Cage for. And by the end, the actual end, you actually feel bad for him and kind of mad at it's, Joel Kinnaman's character, even though he does give, like, he gives him the truth. He tells him, like, I am, I am who you think I am. This is what happened. I didn't mean, I didn't know your daughter was in there. That's, and then he kills Nicolas Cage. He also kills the two cops that were there. Yeah. He did. And then that's, that's, that, that's for you. Like, I think it's really twist. for you, the audience to know, like he is this. Yep. And then he sits down at the car and you just hear him repeating to himself. Like I'm whatever the other guy, the name that he's made up for himself. Like I am, I am this person. I am this person. I am this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also get a call from his wife. She had the baby and everything's fine. The wife, this was part of the movie I didn't like. And this is where it's clearly elevated by their two leads. Whoever the wife was, which you never see her. She's only on the phone. Just her voice. acting is really bad. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Specifically, I think the second phone call we have, like it almost seemed like a skit. Where it's like, first of all, I don't know if doctors will let you have your phone like this. Yeah. Well, I understand you got to get information across to us, but like this seems really expositionally heavy of like, there could have been some other way you could have gotten this yeah, like, to us. like another person in the room holding the phone. Could have had, yeah. You could have the sister character. And notice like when Nicolas Cage talks to her, we don't ever hear. Which yeah. also made me believe like, is he even talking to I her? I don't think so. I, I didn't at first, but then by the end, I'm like, I mean, why wouldn't he? Because then we also learn like Nicolas Cage he's is been, dying of lung cancer. Yeah, yeah. So like he didn't like, that's why he's been so flippant, I guess, about killing yeah. people. Because he does brutalize a fucking cop that pulls it yeah he and, destroys that guy yeah and that whole scene like that was a good scene too of like you'd think he'd play it cool and he's just antagonizing the cop from the get-go yeah the moment wait you said something too like at the end of the movie you kind of feel bad for nick cage well there's your title your sympathy for the devil yeah i mean and, and i got that too by you know it's like oh clever yeah but i don't know i also felt a little bit at the end that it went on too long the, with a little bit of him, like talking too much at the end. I agree. Like that's kind of like, you could have just had him shoot the two cops and be like, yeah, I am him. Roll credit. I, I mean, still, still, I like, you know, him really, you know, killing Nicholas Cage and also telling him not just like, yeah, I am who you think I am, but like, I didn't know, you know, giving, honestly giving him what he wanted. Yeah. And that technically both of our characters are bad guys, but they're also both human beings. Yeah. Like, and that's what he's talking about too, is like the, the worst thing for him wasn't just his wife and his daughter being killed, but it was the bunnies and that he could hear them screaming in the fire and that like haunted him the most. And there are good details because like we get that bunny story. I think it's in the diner. Yeah, and he's got the rabbit's foot. But he's been holding that rabbit's foot for a while. This is like, oh, that's... And even with that, like you don't see on Joel Kinnaman's face where like, I, I assume he knew from the moment he gets in the cars, like, oh, yeah, he you knew, know who that yeah, is. Yeah, he knew exactly who it was. But like he, it's gaslighting to a level of like, are you trying to convince that, make that dude also be like, maybe I am, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I do have the wrong guy. But yeah. so it's, it's interesting. It's not like, I feel like it's a movie that I need to watch again because clearly I had a very different idea about what I was going to yeah. watch. I'd be curious if there's other hidden details throughout. But I do still feel like this is also, this is a weekly written movie, stylishly directed. And I would say it's style over substance. Yeah. And then carried by its two leads. And I mean, let's be honest, too. Like, And I even, as we both said, like, like Joel Kinnaman. But if Nicolas Cage was in this movie, one, would we have even heard of it? Probably Two, not. if we did, would we pay any attention? Just be like, well, anyway. Yeah, like, it's it's definitely one of those, like, if you didn't know who. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't see it working with anyone unless, like, you got someone 
who doesn't do stuff like that. So like, I don't know, like a Jim Carrey or something. And I never saw the trailer. I'm curious if the trailer plays up this idea. Cause there's one screenshot we saw. It, it does. The, I watched the trailer and it does. Feel it has like, like the fire and stuff, which is in the yeah, movie. Yeah. It makes it feel much more um, devilish. Like he's like a which again, force. Is, and, I, and I feel like it has to be on purpose. Is like, why is he wearing that fucking like, yeah, the, the jacket and the hair and everything. And maybe that's just who that character is. And at one point in the movie, he does say, like, I wanted to be 100 percent sex tonight. Mm-hmm. You made me 50 percent because Joel Kinnaman got his nose fucked up. Yeah. So maybe that explains the jacket. But like, it's purposeful. Like you gave him that jacket and that hair that is garish and red. But it's also like it makes me think of the, the devil. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And, and the the trailer also said. And I'll, think, to be honest, like, like it feels like that. Too. What 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 other actor would you want? To play the devil. Well, we've already we've gotten a devil from Al Pacino. We, look, oh, we've had yeah, we've yeah. had good devils, but I'm saying, like, when you give that to Al Pacino and Devil's Advocate, you're like, that's that movie. That's why I like the movies. Yeah. Like, this is right here. What other actor would you love to see chew the scenery as like be Satan? Like, yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage would be a great Satan. But that being said, though, the movie isn't bad. It's worth a watch. It's not. Um, when it pops up on streaming, I definitely say uh, watch it. Um, but yeah, I would you know I, I would say like if Nicolas Cage wasn't in this, like I don't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have ever watched it. Or it could be condensed down to a fifteen minute video on YouTube, like a fifteen minute short film. But about 20, 30 minutes into this movie, I paused it to talk to my friend, and I'd ask him, "Are we in a Cage Renaissance?" Yeah, because you know a couple of years back we had a. McConaughey Renaissance. Oh yeah, yeah. After True Detective and Interstellar and tapered off. But lately, you know, well, not even lately. Cage is just in movies all the time, and ranging from what is clearly straight to DVD. Oh yeah. To art house to to a fucking movie about him being him. Uh, yeah, you know what? That was our other trailer we didn't talk about. Oh, the dream scenario. Yeah, that's what I was going to use to segue into this. Which? But uh, that's a, you know, without talking about, th- we'll save that. I guess. Spoiler alert: You didn't get to hear what we thought about dream scenario. It looked good. It's yep. a good looking trailer. Yeah, we well, that's a definitely good one for Halloween anyway. Uh, but that one too, like that's it looks very prestige level. Also, it's a comedy. Oh, yeah, it just made me think like there's definitely a period of time and Nicolas Cage is a meme. Like it, that's why they made the movie Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Like, yep. he knows it and he is who he is as well. But there's definitely a chunk of his career I want to and I if I had my notes I had I had mapped it out right around like. Mid 2000s to like 2015, primarily what he's going to be in is straight to DVD stuff. Yeah. I'm, and you just kind of think, well, that's where he's gone. And occasionally he'll pop up, you know, he popped up in kick ass. Like, oh, hey, look, he's fun. But now we have like Pig, and uh, which I didn't see. I'm not interested in, but like I've seen clips of him and it, like, yeah. he's great in it. Um, the, uh, the color, or not the color, color out of space. Yeah, color out of space. Color out of not space. Not the color purple. He's not in that. Um, <laughs> And Mandy, which why I didn't really like Mandy, like, and those fall into the more weird and like that he's an actor who's like, I'll do whatever you like, whatever you want to do. Very much like a, almost like a Daniel Radcliffe, Elijah Wood situation, but only he does more because he owes a lot more money. Even (laughs) until like, if you haven't seen Drive Angry and if it's not for you, you'll know it's not for you. But he did that movie, I think originally because the director told him when they met, it's like, I'll shoot your eyeball out. Oh yeah. And I think he'd wanted to do that in the movie he was just doing called Season of the Witch and they they couldn't. So him hearing is like, then I'm in. Based on that, he's in based on eyeballs coming out. Cool. Yeah. I think Willie's Wonderland or whatever. Oh, yeah. Probably simply like he thinks this is cool and also like, oh, whatever acting challenge of like you you don't talk. And like he. So you're never going to talk. Something like he he could stay drunk the entire movie. I don't. I mean, I don't haven't dug into it. Again, that's a movie that. Mostly is known because, like, well, because you managed to get Nicolas Cage in it. Yep. And I mean, it would have been known anyway because, yeah. like, oh, it's almost Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, almost. He also, he does voice acting, too. Like, well, 
Spider Noir, um, The Crudes. Yep. He's in a lot of that kind of stuff. He's done a couple games. You mentioning Season of the Witch, though. That one sucked ass. I hated that movie. It did. Uh, and uh, and it uh, is, it's very much a cheaply made in Europe. Like, clearly, you can yeah. see it's made in Europe. Uh, Ron Perlman, he was the other one that was in it. And they're in a movie together. It's coming out right now, the retirement plan, which oh, made yeah, me wonder yeah. is like my friend saw it. He said it's not good. And, you know, Keanu Reeves will also now lately do movies for his friends. Yeah. Because he also knows his name is like whatever. I feel like Nicolas Cage is at that level, too, to are just like, this sounds cool to me. I'm going to do it. Like Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. People have asked him before. He's like, why would you do this movie? He's like, I want to do movies that I would have seen when I was a kid. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. But what really made me think about this is, is there an actor... And even though you don't think of Nicolas Cage as an action star, he had a little trilogy there in the 90s, a little little peak where he had Face Off, Con Air, and The Rock. It was all 95 and 96. Oh, yeah. But think about, I mean, just think about that with him as an actor. Like, he can play creepy, slimy villains. He can play dirty old men. He can play socially awkward, balding dads. He can play like a like a really good person, too. And like, he also apparently can be an action hero sometimes, some movies. Occasionally, it, like um, the the very beloved uh, National Treasure movies. And when you really think think about that specifically, because I did today, do you think that's who they wanted for that movie originally? Like the studio and they're putting this project together like Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage what sells National Treasure. Like what that kind of movie is. I think is so. Cage the the type that you think of? Because I don't feel like he typically would be. Because how but he is an actor since you've seen those movies. I've never watched National Treasure. In the second one, it is has like one of the most like all time cage freakout well, scenes. I, I think by the time that it was a series, like which is well, yeah, we have Nicolas Cage, just go with it. But like the very first one, like yeah, because uh, he's not, and I know he's in like the Wizard's Apprentice or something too. Like he is strangely an actor who honestly is like, I guess you can put him in anything, yeah. and, and he can do it. Even though he's also this meme of this crazy fucking freakout dude, which he can give you that too. Yeah, but it. I, I just I, I asked my friend this because like I don't think that there is an actor. You know, I've said a long time that Tom Cruise is the last movie star. Yeah, like yeah, action movie star kind of. But stuff. maybe Nicolas Cage is that category too because he still is a name that like you could be in a top of the poster like headlining like you could be what sells the movie. Yeah. While you also can go off and do like some fifteen thousand dollar Eastern European production and it doesn't even hurt your career. Yeah. In fact, it just like somehow adds to it. You can be a weirdo who owns castles and I think he owns dinosaur bones. Yeah, the government seized them. Apparently they were illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they were stolen from China, but he bought them not knowing that and the government seized it. That's a whole thing. We could talk about that. <laughs> so you can be all those things in Think about other stars from the the mid nineties. Think John Travolta. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to shit on the man's career. He had a good career, but like he could and, be and doing some this actors stuff. also just like want to stop or whatever. But like that's not what happened. Like he definitely took a downturn. Like watch Wild Hogs. He looks like he's made out of plastic that entire movie. And his career mostly is now direct to DVD stuff and T-Mobile commercials. Yeah, but Cage is still Make, relevant, and he's still making and and cool relevant stuff to the point of again playing himself. Like that someone wrote a whole fucking movie that's not even crazy being John Malkovich. That's literally just like, no. I just wrote a movie about you, Nicolas Cage, being Nicolas Cage doing this thing. I mean, as a kid for me, I thought Ghost Rider was really fucking cool. I really liked the Ghost Rider movie as a kid. I like that. I still like the second Ghost Rider movie. Will I tell anybody that it's a good movie? No. <laughs> but it's it's a fun, bad movie. And it's a it's, better version, I think. Of the Ghost Rider yeah, movies. Yeah. I think the second one is the better one. I don't know why, as a kid, I had so much fun with the first one. I think it might have just been because it was him, though. 
Like, and again, that's that's crazy. an odd choice back then of like, which I'm pretty sure his abs are CG'd in that movie. I'm pretty sure. Which <laughs> is like, Nicolas Cage? Really? For the second one, makes complete sense. Like, All yeah, right. Nicolas Cage, you're going to have him freak out and it's a skull emerges from his head? Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I, th- I think my favorite performance from him ever, though, is Kick-Ass. I really like... Big Daddy. I like him in Kick-Ass. No, I, like, I mean... And the, the his death scene in that movie is still one of the coolest scenes of just him screaming nonsense. But it's emotional. I was going to say that I think that kick-ass role was the beginning of a return I think for so. him. Yeah. But looking at his filmography, it ain't like the guy ever went away. No. Yeah. I mean, even with his direct DVD dip, like there's still mainline theatrical movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said The Sorcerer's Apprentice. It was like a Disney movie that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it. Not aimed at me, but it's like, but again, you know, looking at his IMDb and you just realize like the dude not only works consistently and also will do garbage, but like then also behind. do like weird, wild garbage. And then also, especially <laughs> now, be doing stuff that is, I mean, again, what I said pig is not for me. Like I've watched parts of his performance and it's like, it's not like it blows me away that I didn't think he could do it. I know he can. Oh, yeah. But just like, oh, yeah, I think we forget that, like, you are actually a very talented actor that gets somehow lost in the insanity that you produce. Oh, yeah. Like uh, like you're talking about with. um. But even with that, like that, he's never, he's never really had a public breakdown that I know of. No. I mean, he's weird. But yeah. He's he's just him. The, the unbearable weight of massive talent was a very interesting movie for sure. Like because of honestly, I think the it's like the first two halves of that movie are really good and the ending's kind of weak. But it's one of those ones that you realize how many great movies he really has been in because it talks about them. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's it's almost like a, another thing that's been happening recently with um, just Internet culture as a whole. But everyone's talking about like, you know what? Nickelback and Creed were not that bad. I, <clears throat> I disagree. I lived through that. <laughs> but that's kind of the same era, though, that you're like Nickelback, Creed. Nicolas Cage kind of fit into the same kind of like a, I don't know, like a, yeah, I don't know. They have the same vibe about them. I don't know. And, uh, I can see like how we might be getting to the point of where like, oh yeah, Nicolas Cage is kind of nostalgic. I think there's something with this movie too, where he looked youngish. He did. He did. He didn't look too old. No. And, even, and I think some of that may be like, well, the last things I've seen him recently, maybe they were olding him up. They definitely were. I know. Um, and I mean, I also know what like, it he, was. He's definitely old. But I was like, dude's keeping it pretty tight. It looks good, which is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had that um that cowboy movie this year, too. I think we talked about that yeah, one episode. That's what you look when you look at these last couple of years for him, where it is literally almost a some either wild movie, garbage movie, then prestige picture. Or just something and, and, weird. And all three of them are just like, then in a row. Then just does the cycle over and over again. Well, and then like. Yeah, like we're talking about too, just something very bizarre out of nowhere, like the Flash cameo <laughs> that he yeah. still was uncredited for, which is bullshit. <laughs> which, like, again, we, when we talked about it, I was like, I don't know why he wouldn't get, and then we find it was like, no, he was there. Like, he did it. What? It doesn't make sense. And someone else was like, well, they didn't have him talk. It's like, you got to pay more. It's like, I'm pretty positive this dude wants to be Superman so fucking bad. He would, he would do it for free. For a cup of coffee like Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Just like, or you have to pay me like coffee then. Or wait, yeah, do you yeah. do you have a dinosaur bone? Give me I the really suit. Like I'll, I'll take the suit. Oh yeah, <laughs> to be honest, that would probably do it too. It's like you can have the suit. Yeah, <laughs> like it's he's. It, I know that he's liked enough that when they rebooted the National uh, Treasure series, people were furious that he wasn't in them, and that's saying a lot for something that's not really a big deal. Like no, but I was surprised like, that they made three of them. No, there's only two. That's oh. that's why people were mad is because they kind of set up for a third one and they never made it. It's weird. I thought there was a trilogy. Yep. 
And so when they came at that series, they're like, why wouldn't you just get him? It's not like he would say yes. Like, what's your deal? And again, it can't be like, it can't be an expense thing. Cause like, look, I've seen other movies he's doing. It's like clearly like he's willing to, like you said, the, the, the Wiley's Wonderland or Willie's Wonderland looks awful. Like the movie itself is a very poorly made movie visually. <laughs> the budget's not very big. I think all the budget probably went to the car and the animatronic suits. Yeah. And and the I think the ending glitter fight. Probably. I'd say for sure. With like at least <laughs> having to reshoot it. With but with um with his movies though, I'm actually like happy that he's still relevant. I don't know, it's come to a point where I'm just like, Oh, he's in it, I'll watch it. It was just a weird realization for me of the fact that he is still relevant and it's like I guess I never really thought that he wasn't relevant. I think I thought of him as kind of a joke at a certain point yep. when he became this meme of Nicolas Cage. But then I was, as I was watching this, I was like, well, recently, though, like, I mean, he's just had like a string of either high class movies or movies where he like, you know, really just knocks out of the fucking park. Yeah. And then I I went and looked at his IMDb and I was like, well, actually, it kind of seems like this has just been the thing the whole yeah. time. Yeah. He's just been constantly pushing out something. I mean, you look at the 90s like he. Again, he kind of has like spurts. He has the action trilogy. He had the romantic comedy thing with like, like it could happen oh, to you, which I remembered that. Leaving Las Vegas. Ridiculous. Leaving Las Vegas, I would say, is is his big break. That was his big one. Um, he's in movies before that, like Mary Sue or Peggy Sue got married mm-hmm. and Raising Arizona. He's a vampire movie too, <laughs> which is famous now only on a cult level. Yeah, and it is. Have you have you watched it? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> movie is nuts. Yeah. And actually, if you ever watched it again, watch it with the commentary between the two of them. <laughs> it's I mean, it's a very interesting thing, and you you can see already is like even at a young age, like you're already Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But then looking at that filmography, is like, well, you've actually you've done like everything, um, and you're an actor. Like you know, if you see Denzel Washington play a villain, which he can do, but yeah. it's like you don't see that very often. You're like, oh, cool. Or if you see someone who's typically a villain play a hero, you're like. No, that's weird. It's, but like you put Cage in something, it's like you make him the hero cop, you make him the villain bad guy, you make him the pathetic loser, whatever. And you make like, him an actual yep. monster. I guess <laughs> I guess I buy it. Um has Nicolas Cage ever actually fought a dinosaur? No. I was trying to think if he was in for some reason I was like, was he in the Will Ferrell Lane of the Lost movie? I was th- I was thinking that and like also like uh like the So it's the only thing we need yeah. left for him to do. Yeah, do that. Need to get him in some sort of dinosaur movie. Speaking of like just doing like a maybe a commentary. I think Knowing would be a fun movie to do a commentary on. I've only watched the movie once. And again, so that, that, that this still falls into like that's a major movie, right? And he also had a movie called Next, which was right around there. I think oh, that's where yeah. he can like see the future like within five minutes. Yeah. Er, that are all these like very. That's, uh, that's not Gone in 60 Seconds, is it? No, Gone in 60 Seconds is they have to uh, overnight. They have to steal a certain amount of cars. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> There's a lot of them that even that are those that are like these were very forgettable like yeah. dumpster movies. Not they weren't January movies, but they're like great. And I I think that's what I equated Nicolas Cage to. And then you have like stuff like the Season of the Witch, which was a clear like this is whoo, this is almost a porno. Yeah. And then you forget like the motherfucker can act, and then you also realize like dudes never really hurt his career no matter what he fucking did. No, I guess because he's that fucking good. Even the Wicker Man. I assume it's probably where the meme of Nicolas Cage a, started. A big one, yeah. I mean, we started off this whole thing with not the bees, so. And, I mean, he's not dumb. He also had to kind of know. Like, and I think there's an interview with him, which is also a weird interview, where he talks about, like, getting in the mindset of the Wicker Man. Like, I don't know where to tell you to find it other than if you can find the episode of How Did This Get Made yeah. that details the Wicker Man. I believe they play part of this interview. It's such a strange movie. And, like, yeah, there's a reason we made a movie about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, oh. But with that note, uh, as we wrap up, I do want to pop a new segment off to you. 
Yeah, we were talking about this before. I'm interested to see what it is. Spitballing titles, but right now we're called Quick Pitch. Okay. Basically, I'm just going to give you a movie that generally either bad or that we didn't like and ask for you to repitch it. Like, how would you make it better? But like, tight, tight and pitch it up. Okay. And this is the movie that I had well, this idea like, like from. Like an elevator pitch. And I was like, this, I got to ask Nemo about this and see if he could do it. 65. Okay. The Adam Driver movie 65. So right off the bat, now I'd say like, we'll put Nicolas Cage in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So you want me to repitch this movie as a better idea? Yeah. Being, you know, wherever you feel like changes need to be made. Because I do, I think that there is a, there's a core concept in 65. It's like, that's fine. Like, that's a good story. Fine, basic story. And I, I think I learned something where I got this idea. I don't feel like the filmmakers probably wanted them to tell the audience, like, tell them it's Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it clearly is meant to be like a some kind of surprise. Yeah. But there's a lot of other stupid stuff in that movie. Okay. So if I were to repitch this movie. Okay. That you saw in theaters. I would keep the same premise. Um, Adam Driver, he crashes on the planet. Um, but instead of the little girl being the only survivor, have a couple of people survive and then have each of them picked off until it's just Adam Driver and the little girl. So you get some cool death scenes. You get your action scenes with some creatures. Probably probably easier to get exposition across. Um, yeah, cut out all of the space cancer stuff. Um, Sorry, I don't know why space cancer is so funny yeah. to me. But, oh, you've got space cancer. But keep the hologram storytelling of the little girl uh, from the past. Make it seem like Adam Driver has something he has to get back to. Give him a motivation to get off this planet to the audience. But they don't know that she's dead. So actually, you know, instead of having him lie to this little girl and be like, hey, we got to leave because there's a meteor. Fuck the meteor. You want to leave because it's a planet full of monsters. <laughs> Make the dinosaur designs better. So but, you're you're removing the meteor completely. Yes. What I say is even <coughs> the, the dinosaur they, they fight at the end, the creature, you know, it's it gets injured by them. So it decides to track them down to the end have that happen right at the beginning of the movie make it some kind of come up with a real creature let it have a vendetta against them and have it constantly hunting them that's how they want to leave because they can't kill it so they're running away from it (laughs) cut off all the whole stupid technology of like this is the elevation of all this fuck you so keep the same movie as like almost like a like a mandalorian situation you can't understand what baby yoda says but the mandalorian he's like i'll take you with me have them go through fight all these creatures make them as realistic as possible because it's going to make your movie get noted even more because they're like hey it's the first hollywood movie with accurate dinosaurs how about that neil degrasse tyson approved and then at the end when they escape reveal that it's earth there you go there's your movie so do they do they do they stay on Earth? You could you could do that. You could have them leave. You could have them find out their home planet was destroyed. Something I don't know. Maybe give them a reason to stay. Maybe even have Adam Driver heroically die at the end. And oh, guess what? There was another pod that was left over. It was a little boy. Adam. Yeah. My name's Eve. Exactly. And that's the end of the knowing. <laughs> oh yeah, knowing they're they're angels, aren't they? <laughs> it's Adam and Eve at the end. Is that it's actually Adam and Eve? Yeah. Like I, I Nick remember Cage, Nick Cage's son and the other little girl, they become Adam and Eve. I remember planet. so little about <laughs> it other than that the world ends at the very end. No, you could you could do that. Okay. Yeah. So your big the biggest thing though is for you, remove the meteor. Like yep. don't set it at the, the event that ended dinosaur life. Yeah, that takes so many tropes out of it altogether. And because you don't really need a second ticking clock, just like, no, they want to leave because it's this it's, thing is going to kill them. And also it's a hell planet full of scary things. You could add in giant bugs. You could add in even worse things. Would you keep the title? Sure. You know what? 65 is not a bad title. You'd probably come up with some better, but it's not a bad title. All right. Good quick pitch. What other movies would you like to have Nemo quick pitch? Because it's always going to be this way. I'm not going to have to do this. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, what, that's how it works, huh? 
I like that. I came up with the segment, so yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to give me one I'm not so passionate on next time. Yeah, well, this was just this was literally the one that like <laughs> yeah yeah I got the idea from. I guess you'd I put Nick Cage in that movie as like one of the other. Oh yeah, you could have momentary it. survivors and have him pull a uh, pull a deep blue sea situation have where him. like he has some experience with something like this, so he's giving an impassioned speech about like we're gonna get through this, and then have him just like get eight halfway through, just it, like Deep Blue Sea. There's not enough movies that do the Deep Blue Sea moment, which yeah, if you don't yeah, know, like yeah. famously Samuel L. Jackson just gets like out of nowhere eaten in that movie when it seems like he's definitely like taking charge that I want more things like that. That's the subverting of expectations. I want movies to do like, you know, what? trick there's me also, and be like, holy shit. There's also not enough swarming. It'd be cool to have him get swarmed by a bunch of those tiny little raptors. Didn't I think there's a new show coming out called swarmed or the swarm. Oh, I'm not it could sure. be all the swarm that you need. Like, uh, I was thinking of like a suicide squad where he gets like swarmed by all those rats, but instead I had the rats killing him. Or are there little like raptor copies in 65? Yeah, there's like a little jump scare. But if you made it accurate, you can make it a little, little raptors. It'd be cool to have a swarm of little dinosaurs tearing someone apart. If we made a sequel, could eventually there be some good dinosaurs and they've equipped them with laser guns on their sides? <laughs> so we can just make dino riders into a movie. Sure, that'd be a good setup for dino riders. Hell, right. <laughs> make it a setup to Turok. Have them go through a portal at the end of the movie instead. Look at all this franchise potential that they've missed. You could have Nick Cage as like a crazy like confederate soldier fighting the indians is that what's going on in turok yeah i probably wouldn't do that that reeks too much of john carter from mars and that didn't go over well did you ever did you see john carter no no one did <laughs> uh so to wrap it up though i don't know because i know you do got something that you want to bring up to you uh talk about what what else that we've watched i finished westworld Oh wow! Uh, and did you start from the beginning and rewatch all of it? No, I did. <laughs> I did watch a YouTube primer just yeah, for like remind me about stuff. It is hard to remember everything that happened, but specifically show. like about season three, because uh, that one's most confusing. And also, the one I like the least. It also starts off with a death grip song. But uh, season four, the final season, really, really good. And like, if you if you dropped off on Westworld in season two, this is not going to do anything for you. If you dropped off in season three, you should give season four a chance. Okay. Um, as it, one, improves things that happened in season three. Made Aaron Paul's character, who I did not like in season three, made me actually like him this time. Also, I understood everything that was going on. So I can't keep getting away right there. And uh, also very easy to now see what the complete story was going to be. It was supposed to be five seasons, but... Warner Brothers. Great. Um, but I'll, I'll give it this. Season four's ending does have does end in such a way where it is like, this also, this works as the ending. Yeah. But it's very clear. Like, I see what the final season was going to be this. There's one more thing that happened. Um, and also in context to make season three better, where you also see like season three was literally the middle point of mm. this whole thing. And because I know a lot of people's complaints were also like they're not even in Westworld anymore. They're in the real world. Um, although some actors also, I watched some old interviews and some actors were like, we don't we don't know, we don't think we left the park. We yeah. think this is still the park. And I was like, huh. That's actually a really good point. It's clever because maybe you didn't. Who fucking knows? Maybe it's a new city. Park. I also think it's fun that the actors also like, we have no idea. <laughs> um, That's cool. I actually like that. And this, without spoiling anything, clearly the fifth season would have taken place back in West, the actual that makes part sense. of Westworld. So you would have gotten back what you wanted. You just needed to give the story time to be told, um, which I think is hard with this because every season had a two to three year gap between they them. put a lot of effort into the damn thing. 
And but it also means like, well, if you have a season that kind of threw some people off or they didn't like it, like they have two to three years to sit there and not like it. And like, are they going to come back? Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm sure it's probably expensive to produce the show, but I, I, I hope somewhere down the line that like HBO or someone like let them make a two episode, two parter, whatever, to wrap it up. Yeah. Because be, I would like to see it wrapped up. They made it very clear that they knew from episode one, like they knew where it ended. Um, not the actors. Yeah. yeah. Tell them anything. I think Ed Harris didn't even know that like someone else was playing a young version of him. He that's, saw him on set and was like, who's that guy? And that's like, cool. That's the young version of you. He said, what? <clears throat> but the fact that they knew and like they didn't get to finish that. That's a shame. It is, especially to be that close. And it's like, don't have to give him full season. Like, I'm sure they'd want that, but like they probably could figure out how to do it in, in two. But really, really, really good. And if you haven't watched it, recommend it. If you haven't watched the show at all, I'd recommend it. On the basis of, though, you got to pay attention. It. Because it definitely does get confusing. And I'll admit, like, season two and three a little bit, like, convoluted for no reason. Like, yeah, other than to show off, like, the look how... the beginning of season two, like, the first three episodes. Look how smart we are. So convoluted. Uh, I will say this season does also have a twist. And, like, I saw it about one minute before it happened. But I don't think... I think they wanted you to see, like, they wanted you to go, Oh, oh, it's going to be this. Well, yeah, it's going to be that. Yep. But to their credit, before I realized, it was like, I did not know that's what you were doing. Very clever. Again, it reminded me of season one in regards to of like, I don't think anybody had any idea of like, oh shit, these stories are taking place like separately. two different times. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch season four. I never finished it. Good luck it. finding it. I mean, I guess, oh, let me rephrase that. Good luck finding it legally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I season one and two still has some of my favorite sequences in anything I've ever seen. Like, they're just so well done. It is, uh, it's, it's a very, it's a show that showed a lot of passion in it and uh, I think has a lot of ideas you could bring some dinosaurs into that too yeah i, I mean i imagined that there probably was a prehistoric world yeah. or a jurassic park they probably could have done that i was also realized like this is you know i knew this was michael Crichton based novel was like he just fucking hate theme parks or is he worried about theme parks <laughs> yeah and actually i feel like because <laughs> i don't know if westworld was a book i know I, I, it was Michael he Crichton's wrote it and he directed play. like it was he made the movie he like, made it as a screenplay i feel like jurassic park is entirely fucking based off Westworld. Like after thinking about this more now, I was like, it's too coincidental that it's okay. Weird park, honestly doing some shit that we probably shouldn't be messing with and not considering the ramifications. So a big company who's got other plans for what's actually going on here. You're so right though. I like that. Uh, clearly this was like trial run. And then he's like, okay, I could do this better. There was a book he was making immediately afterwards called dragon teeth. And it was about cowboys versus everyone trying to steal dinosaur bones. And the more he was researching for his novel, the more he hated that idea and came up with Jurassic Park instead. The book was released later, like, because it never finished it. And his, like, brother finished it after he died or something like that. So the book is out now and it's not that great. But you can tell, like, that twist of, like, I'm obsessed with dinosaurs and cowboys. <laughs> and then it's, like, that change. So you're, there was totally that happening. I would not be surprised if he latched onto that idea of a park. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I would have loved to hear what he thought of this reimagined series. Well, it mixes a ton of his books together in this. There's well, because also like the movie of Westworld, I mean, other than the core idea, it's nothing like the show. It was just, yeah. It was it's supposed to be like, oh, robot went crazy. Yep. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't build fucking human life or life like robots. There was a, there's a joke in the Jurassic Park movie where he's like, when the Pirates of the Caribbean break down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. And it's like, yeah, it's Westworld. <laughs> I think he would have. I think he would have looked at this and gone like, "That's the story that I wanted." Yeah, totally. This to have been. It's a, yeah, really Westworld is great. Well, stuff I've been watching. I did watch the Kong Skull Island. How many episodes was that? I think it was eight. Was 30, I mean, 
30 minutes, right? It's not, I know it's not a kid's cartoon, but it's aimed at. I don't even, I don't know what is the it, aim for this. It, it was so childish and yet it had some really violent stuff in it. I really don't it, understand. Is it the same studio animation wise that's doing, that did the Pacific Rim anime for I, I think so, yeah. Because there's shots in this show that look terrible. Um, The story really is nothing. It's just so. What is the story? I mean, it's what, two kids? <sighs> yeah. I, I, is, this I taking, is this taking place at a point where they've built the dome over skull island no it's before that so it's like in the middle it was like the 70s 80s 90s area somewhere in there i, I can't really remember because why I are the kids even there their dads are sailors okay and they sent to skull island and they're monster hunters oh so they're looking for and they crypt. brought their kids with them yeah they don't go to school like in between of like summer and stuff there because like they're gonna inherit the boat when they get older so you you better be here to see how but, it works but they're 18 and they're getting ready to go to college Okay, so they're not little kids. But they're acting like 15-year-olds. And so, yeah, basically they're like, oh, we finally actually discovered, like, one of the dads is like, I swear to God, I saw, like, a giant squid over here when I was a kid. I'm going to die looking for it. You're, you, my son, will inher- inherit this boat. Let's go look one more time. And then they find it, and it kills the dad in front of them. <laughs> oh, he called it. Yeah, and then um, some random girl who can't speak in normal English and doesn't understand certain things, but then understands other things, which is really stupid and convoluted, suddenly appears out of nowhere. And she's like, have you seen she's, my dog? She's been there since 65 million years ago. Ugh. She's like, she's constantly talking about like, have you seen my dog? Where's my dog? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You were handcuffed to like a plank in the water. And it's because she was kidnapped because she had been living on Skull Island because her parents had found it and they died, but she survived. And there's a giant Chinese looking dog, like a Chinese folklore dog that protects her for some reason and it found her in the water and then they crash on skull island kong shows up maybe twice in the entire series he's just kind oh. of minding his own business well it's gonna be my next question is what does this have to do with kong so, yeah they're basically on skull island or not great island as they put it that's that's writing yeah and um some people get shot to death by accident. Um, there's like a giant crystal crab that kills someone. Uh, the dog is, like I said, this giant lion thing and it kills people. There's just lots of really strange death happening. But then also a character is like, oh, I'm actually your real mom, I guess. And is that, is that a debate? I, I don't know. It was so stupid. And they, it had continued on with that word to the point where like, okay, the giant squid was actually this looks like Cthulhu. It's like half squid, half monster. It rises out of the sea. It throws a whale across the entire island. I feel like Godzilla would just show up. Yeah, it should have just... Godzilla would have destroyed this thing. And Kong finally fights it and kills it. And that's kind of the end. And they're like, okay, we'll come back in the second season kind of a deal. Nah, I don't think I will. Yeah, it was... I don't I don't understand what they were thinking with this. It was so stupid and childish. And also really ugly. There was really bad animation. Especially considering you're saying they have these comic books they could be pulling from. And with this too, like... Again, I'm just going to go back to, like... I don't know the different production lines for all the different stuff Netflix has produced on an anime front. But I do feel like a lot of it is like, I know that some of it's being pushed. Yeah. There are the, I mean, just like the effects artists, animators are also being pushed of like, you're going to get this done. You get two days. And, and the thing yeah. is like, yeah, you can tell like, and you can go look at any anime specifically too and see like, Oh, this scene's a little bit better animated than this one. Cause uh, you, you know, you pick and choose where to like spend your time and your budget. Fuck. One of my favorite childhood movies, Transformers, the movie, but again, Never will tell someone this is a great movie. But there are scenes and shots in that where it's like, this animation is insanely good. There, and then there's plenty of shots where it's like, yeah, this looks like the show. Or was, worse. Um, in the 2000s, there was a show called Kong, the animated series. And it was way better than that. Did it cross over with the Godzilla animated series? No. 
but I think it was um, kind of like a play on the Peter Jackson one. Uh, they weren't connected, mm-hmm. but it was definitely the same era. So they kind of like played on each other. But I remember it was weird and there was like lizard people and stuff. It was much more interesting. Like if if you're going to make this, especially the format in which you're making it, which is... Also, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same studio that made the Godzilla. Streaming. Like, you know, more than likely... My guess is it will not ever get a physical release. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think any of the Pacific Rim stuff has. Mm-mm. And very little of Netflix's anime has gotten. Cyberpunk still hasn't gotten a physical release. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I know Castlevania Season 1 did. Castlevania all the way through has been released. Yeah. But also I don't know the, the terms of how that came to be. I think a lot of that stuff, Funko is the one that actually pushes that out. Because I imagine that Arcane will probably get released. But probably once it's done, maybe it'll just wait until the yeah. whole thing's completed. I don't know. That That was pretty terrible, though. But if you're gonna make something like this, why not take the time to animate? If you're animating it, okay, you can do anything you want. Great. That's why it's so surprising for them to be doing the the King of the Monsters kind of Apple show, then come up with this, which is so much shittier. Which is like, were you guys fighting? What was your deal? I assume the Netflix thing, honestly, probably legendary. Just sold them the rights. Like, there, do whatever. Like, thanks for the money. Do whatever you want to do. And- like, Kong didn't even really look like the Kong that we know. Like, I don't know how continuity is that specific to them. Or also with that, it's like, that's not continuity. Like, I know you've told me, like, Camp Cretaceous, like, counts as a like, continuity. But this is also easy of, like, is animated thing? No, it doesn't count. Hey, you know what? That's it's not news. part of it. Camp Cretaceous is getting a continuation next year. Did it get canceled? or No, it finished. It's going to get a new series. Oh. It's 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 just called like the uh, the chaos theory I think changing the name so they don't have to pay anybody. No, I think it's actually still called Camp <laughs> Cretaceous. Surprisingly, that's on Netflix too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think it's great. There's that's a lot probably, of people that don't probably, like it. It's probably DreamWorks Animation. Yeah, it is, yeah. And um, there's people that don't like how the final two seasons turned, which I get because you brought in some weird robot stuff, and people typically don't like robots. Jurassic Park, and this we'll we'll end it with this. This is my, my original review of the first Jurassic World, which was like, it's pretty good. I liked it. Basically a monster movie. But it's like, what else do you do with Jurassic Park after Jurassic Park? Maybe that's the problem with Lost World. It didn't realize, like, the only thing you can do now is make a monster movie. You made the other movie. Jurassic World understood that assignment. It's like, okay, monster movie it is then. Well, I'll never watch Camp Cretaceous unless I have to for the show at some point. I'm not shocked at robots showing up. Just like I wasn't shocked at, like, you want raptors to run alongside a motorcycle mm-hmm. because they've been trained. Okay, that Jurassic Park, other than the first movie, everything after that, remember, like, this is a this is schlock. Like, Jurassic Park is schlock. My, uh, remember, they pitched, they had an idea (laughs) for a Jurassic Park movie that was human dinosaur hybrids. Yeah. Soldiers. That was something that got, like, uh, out of an elevator pitch. Like, they had drawings of it. Like, that shit was moving forward. Yeah. So, if you don't like the fact that they're putting robots in this or doing whatever, it's like, you need to understand the, the franchise that you're See, following. That's the thing that bothers me about it is the robots weren't like smart. <laughs> like what you're bothered about is like, but the robots weren't good. That was the thing. I don't care that they're robots. They just weren't good robots. They, they're just dumb looking. But my tier of Jurassic World is the movie Camp Cretaceous, then the short film, then Dominion, then Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I was trying to think if I would, if I'd put Dominion above Fallen Kingdom. But that's a different episode. Yeah. Right in to the gmail account that we definitely have shallow cinema show at gmail.com let me know what do you think do you think that i like dominion more than fallen kingdom <laughs> spoiler alert you can go to one of our episodes we definitely talk about it you talk about it and walk talk or watch talk repeat that's for sure I'll talk about the first one fallen kingdom has no review for me oh okay interesting we didn't we were we were, we were dead by fallen kingdom extinct oh yes sorry we should uh we should also at some point, get ready to watch some uncut gems. You keep saying that. 
<laughs> but, I'm glad I've got another year under my belt where I haven't watched that movie. <laughs> soon. But first, we got to watch Five Nights at Freddy's as we will celebrate mm-hmm, 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 uh, the Halloween time. So we will be back before Halloween. Tell you how good Five Nights at Freddy's is. Yeah. Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be really good. I think it'll be good. Anyway, we get out of here. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's anything else, but uh, I think we covered it all. Send us money. <laughs> what is it? Uh, so we can go to more movies. Send us money so we can go to more movies. So we can. And, uh, and then after that, after Five Nights at Freddy's, and then I'll finally watch Barbie and Oppenheimer. Sit back down. That's when every week we'll be like, <laughs> oh, next week I'll review Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> what if. What I did. I, I mean, uh, I did. I legit tried to watch it last night. What if I superimposed like Nick Cage in the movies? Would you watch it then? Oh, I mean, like I do want to watch Barbie Oppenheimer. I just want everyone <laughs> at home to like never get to find out what I thought about them and just like every week he says he's going to do it and he never does it. I'll, but you haven't seen them. Like, wouldn't they be? Wouldn't both of those movies be better if Nicolas Cage was in in them? Honestly, yeah, they'd yeah. be pretty great. And it's weird. He could be in both. He really like, could have been. Yep, that works. You're so right. He absolutely could have been in either one. Awesome. Well, uh, feel free to uh, send us some love or hate mail, whichever you feel. And uh, follow us on X now. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X. I'm never going to say that. <laughs> We're at Shadow underscore Cinema. And uh, leave us a review on Spotify this time. Yes. Leave us a review. If it's five stars, I'll read it on air. <laughs> Or if it's one star, two to four stars, nothing. But one five, I'll read that. That's the gold zone. And the first piece of mail that we get, be it hate or love, I'll read that. As long as Nemo gives it to me. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, let's. Uh, All right, insert catchphrase here.